So, Ivan, why did you bring those children margaritas at lunch? <laughs> because it felt cool to do, man. <laughs> Everybody's doing it, man. Yeah. Are you kidding? Why, you why know, did you do I that? Had a dude, I, mean, I had on. a dude come from the first grade, man, and he was hanging heavy with the Seagrams, and I told the cat, listen, meet me out in the playground, and we'll go ahead and we'll swap some suds, man. Come on. Whoa, whoa, hey. Uh, apparently, well, I'm sorry. Apparently, this took place in Michigan. Why? See, this is the bullshit. Why do you put articles that it's Fox 32, when really in reality when it's not the thing, Fox 32. When the event happened in another state. Yeah, say that it's not, I mean, right away my first reaction, oh, it's got to be local. No, it's not local at all. Fuck you very much. Uh, <laughs> well, now we now with all the technology, we get to hear about Michigan. everybody's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Now well, with kindergarten the kindergarten brought uh, bottle bottle of ready to drink Jose Corvo margarita and multiple yeah I know foods. I read that <laughs> mm-hmm. and oh how many kids God. drank it did they say how many all, all I all I know is that the parents you know when the, when the kids got home they don't. They majorly pissed off parents man I, I think they got after the school for that uh, yeah. it doesn't say how many it says there are a few but they're they're kind of making it unclear on how many children. It's because you know nowadays you go to the liquor aisle and you got things in there that kids you know it's it's, it's got colors so it's it's okay it looks like well dude. no I, I get the impression because you can't you can't bring you can't uh... you can't bring booze to, to well school. I mean the point I'm getting at is is that you know there's no way that they bought that. On their own, okay. It came from the so, house. Yeah, mom and dad. It came from the house. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, yeah. Looked, somebody looked at it in the house, and she looked at it in the house, and nobody was paying attention, and she put it in her bag, and the next thing you know, boom. That that's that's all it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what happened. Wow. Uh, well, Jesus, Jesus. Is... I mean, in fairness. Given everything else that people are, everything else kids are bringing to school this day, is a couple of bottles of pre-made Corvo margarita mix actually all that bad? Nah. I mean, in well, comparison to some of the other shit that they're bringing to school, it's like, eh, well, I you think know, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 you know, I don't know why this is making such a president, given the fact that we've all gone through show and tell, haven't we? Yeah, I don't know that I brought Jose Corvo for show and tell. No, but let me tell you You don't share beverages for show and tell. (laughs) No, but but I'm just saying, you know, you guys have probably gone through, you went through school, you know, and you had the show and tell. Did Mm. you guys have show and tell? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and did any of these kids bring in, like, some really weird shit? I guess. I can't remember. It's been a long time. Well, let me see. Uh, I mean, the only thing I remember about show and tell is she got, is the teacher got annoyed because she kept saying to me, quit bringing in fucking action. Well, she didn't say fucking, but she, she's like, stop bringing in action figures. I'm like, well, but yeah, that's what I like. I remember like in third, third grade, I did bring a Star Wars figure to show and tell. So, uh, let's see. Uh, I had a friend that was in show and tell. He brought in a writing crop. 
which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, and then let me see. Kinky. That, oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, something that resembled, you know, the end of a broomstick. I found this I, lightsaber I, in my mother's uh, night hand, nightstand drawer. Mm. it's got two settings let the swords be with you yeah Yeah, definitely uses the force that's for sure oh yeah she'll feel the force flowing through her for sure on that one it's an energy field that binds all living things yeah that's for sure Mm -hmm. so so how's your passover jeff God, it passed over. <laughs> that that stuff. I mean, it's like. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't here's, just... here's the problem. Okay. Uh-oh. Part of the problem is is that if you eat too much of the matzah, I mean, it's you know, it's one thing to have to go to the bathroom, okay? But when <laughs> it's that when you go and it feels like your insides are going to get split out because it's that hard. <laughs> oh my god! It, it, and you're just like, really? Holy mother! God! Like it feels like you're about building... to give like birth or something like that. That's that's. I find you up. Giving yeah, that... giving birth to a brick. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, wallpaper for sure. Holy shit! Yeah, no. Oh I, it just it just was. It's yeah. It's um. It's it's yeah. But you're still doing it, though. You're still at it. Well, it's only been three days. Yeah. Not even three days. Three I mean, days? Where do we start? Friday night? So Saturday, it Sunday, Monday? Friday night, I think. Yeah, Friday night. Friday night. So it started Friday night. Haven't fucked it After up yet. After sundown. All right. You know what my favorite part is? Certain people going, have you screwed it up yet? It's the first night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I understand that that's happened before twice, but, you know, that's been a while. And both of those were times long ago at this point. I mean, the first one was in college. The first one was in college and it was a friend of my aunt's who um, who had me for Passover in Indianapolis. And I just wasn't thinking my brain was not working when basically she put out chips and tortillas and tortilla chips and <laughs> and it was really funny i didn't even really think about it until until monday when i talked to my mom on the phone and I, she's like she's like so how was it? i said you know it was really great we had chips and salsa and she said i'm sorry you had what Oh no! <laughs> and I literally were like, dun, 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 dun. I had, I'm like, I'm like, I had chips in. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> you know, they call him a total. No, I didn't get you know, caught. He just, I mean, he that's, realized that's that's the first time I ever got nailed on day one. The other time is the <laughs> is the most notorious one, and that's not my fault. No, that wasn't your <laughs> that fault. Is my no, that wasn't God your fault. Bless her soul up in heaven grandmother who yeah. I, I, i'll tell the story again because people may not have heard it before which is One that we're, we're, feeling there, Jeff. well yeah. it's it's a good story i told it on, on facebook the other day i put yeah. it out there yeah. and, and put it on instagram uh yeah. which is which is yeah it's the first night it's the first night of passover i'm out of college it's me my grandmother my mom my aunt 
because it's her place. The dog, her dog is there, the one that doesn't like men. And we're on Lakeshore Drive at her place, and we're having Passover dinner, and it's great, and it's wonderful. And then we have dessert, and my grandmother has baked a cake for dessert. And it's the best cake I've ever eaten in terms of Passover cake. And I tell her, it's phenomenal. It's the best Passover cake I've ever eaten. And that's when she says, yeah, it's from the Food Network. It's not a Passover cake. Yeah. At which point, my I never saw my mom do a spit cake before until that day. And, and she did. And I was, you know, it was really funny because literally I'm like, that was so funny because the next one's out of my mouth are, woohoo, we're done. And my mom looks at me and she goes, no, this is a do-over. I'm like, what do you mean it's a do-over? We fucked it up. We're done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're done. That, you know, thanks for playing. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's how it works. Um, <laughs> so, so those are the only two times I've screwed it up, like on the first day Let, that I was aware of. Now, Again, again, okay, you know, as I've said before, to no end, I do not understand why there is matzah not for Passover use. This is bullshit. And if there is, (laughs) why? There is a matzah that is not for Passover? Yeah, he's he's brought it up before in the past. We've brought this up before. Yeah. And here's the biggest problem. Here's the biggest problem with the with the, with the matzah not available for Passover. You would think, you would think, if it's not for Passover, it would be on there in big fucking letters somewhere that says not for Passover use, right? No. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. It's on the bottom of the box in teeny print where you just ain't fucking looking for it. It's, it's like, it's like, they just want to get certain people and be like, gotcha, motherfucker. It's like, <laughs> I swear to God, I blew, I, I blew it in college at least three times because, <laughs> you know, one of the years I'm up in Vermont. Good luck trying to find real goddamn matzah in Vermont. I thought I'd found the right <laughs> shit. Okay, in the middle of southern Vermont. Then it's Indianapolis. Are you fucking kidding me? Those people don't know fucking real matzah if they ever fucking saw it. Okay, I swear at least two of the years in Indianapolis, I blew it on matzah, on that stupid mm-hmm. not for Passover use matzah. And I looked. And then I found it later that it was not the right one. Okay. <laughs> I swear to God, there have been a million different ways that I have blown this thing. Now, in fairness, in the last, since 2019, I, I have not, I have not fucked it up. So All right. life is good. All right. Life is good. Uh, you know, I, I kind of laugh because everybody's like, yeah, but the stores are so much better when you do. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> The only good story I have is I, I is literally we went for, for we went for the Seder dinner and literally the waiter's like we're like Duh, yeah so we need matzah he's like oh the crackers yes. <laughs> oh, yeah the crackers <laughs> yes the crackers and it's funny because then the, I I thought it was like a one night thing because we went to a place we don't normally go to for that no no the yeah. next night the the other waiter at the place where we normally traditionally go also said oh so you need the crackers. And literally, I'm just like, okay. You don't refer to them as crackers. 
No. If they, let me tell you something. If they were They're crackers, muscle. I'd be a lot happier because crackers, you know, it's it, what, give me a fucking Ritz, get me a wheat thing, motherfucker, yeah, please. Crackers By all fun, means, but, that, that'd be great. But, but, but matzo's not it's, so it's, much. It's shitty. <laughs> that's why so, I wrote on your. Uh, that's right. I wrote on your commentary. I'm like, I mean, am I even an abomination? Is is jelly okay to have with a matzo? Oh no, no, no! People can put stuff on it. The problem is, is that. Well, it's funny because. Because I love jelly like, and matzo. There are my rules. Favorite, my favorite part is, apparently. I have been told by certain individuals who don't even normally keep kosher, <clears throat> mom, um, <laughs> that apparently on this particular timing, there are certain things that I'm not supposed to do or put on matzah, like mayo with ham and cheese. Apparently, this is not a good thing. No, no. And my reaction is, what the fuck? Who cares? I'm not eating bread. Shut up. Go away. <laughs> I don't have the Passover rule book, so. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, no, it's all of a sudden like people. Well, I guess like, it's, I, I guess there's something against the meat. Well, no, it's and not that. I know what it is. I mean, it, you're not supposed not to do milk. Thing. You're not supposed to do milk and meat together. Milk and not meat to together, mention the right. fact. Not to mention that ham is pork, and you're not supposed to do pork. So, you know, the, the long and short of it is, is that it's really like. And of course, mayonnaise. So there you go. Mm. So you you've got two milks, you've got a pork, and you put it on matzah, and everybody looks at me like I'm, I'm the freaking devil or something like that. And it's like, okay. yeah, you're, you're you're an abomination. Hey, then. <laughs> you're a sinner. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they won't be the first time or the last time to be the abomination. Well, <laughs> so that was Easter. It was Easterific. Had a Reese's oh, peanut butter egg and had a big old ham dinner. Mm. We made this cheesy potato casserole. Oh, I had to go to the store on Easter Sunday because we needed the crispy onion bits to go on top of the green bean casserole. Mm. So I had to go to the Jewel on Easter Sunday morning. And that wasn't too bad. It was a little crazy. I know the past drove past other stores that were like packed. Really? Oh, crazy! Yeah. Was, I would have thought nice. on Sunday morning it'd be pretty calm, considering yeah. usually everybody got everybody's supposed to be in church, aren't and, they? Uh, Easter Sunday, yeah. Some yeah. of us, yeah. some of us I go don't to know church. Much about, some I of don't us know much about that stuff, but <laughs> I was under the impression they're supposed to be in church. Nah, no, I'm not church. I haven't been a practicing anything for years. But the mm-hmm. Saturday before, I had to get like a bag of ice because we had a big Easter party. So I had to get a bag of ice and get like eggs and some wrapping paper because there were like multiple April birthdays were being celebrated as well as the Jesus coming back and all that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but all the stores were crazy on Saturday. And the weather was oh, yeah. somewhat decent. So mm-hmm. Saturday, it was nuts in town. But then Sunday, I still had to go to the store. Like, uh, mm. make a list next time. But he yeah, had a good Checking Easter. It, twice. it was good. Yeah. Make that list. Yeah. Checking it twice. And hey, how about that snow today? Oh, we didn't get it over here. Oh, yeah? Oh, we got snow. We got like an inch of snow last night. Yeah, it all melted away. Get, it's gone. Get, so I had to go to, get I to, go to school either. this morning. I was at Jewel at like 11 o'clock. I figured, all right. Half price, half price candy, right? I figured, all right, we're going to, there'll be like a bunch of stuff. Dude. By 11 o'clock, 
kicked over. Yeah, all gone. I mean, all the garbage. All the crappy shit. Easter candy. Yeah, like it was like they had the Reese's peanut butter <laughs> cup eggs, but they were Gesundheit. all like they were all like like Ma- Malamar covered. I was uh, like, Ugh. gross. <laughs> I do not like ah. Malamar. I do not like Malamars. And they had like the mini. They had like like the mini, the chocolate, like the the min, the the white chocolate minis, and they had uh-huh. those, but. Really, in reality, like everything was like gone, like the regular peanut butter eggs and all that other stuff. Gone. What about Just the like, malted milk eggs? I like, yeah, I like those. Like, I like the malted. Like, well, I, mean, I like malted like, balls. Yeah. I mean, I understand they opened it like eight o'clock, but it's like, holy crap, everything's like gone. Mm, like, oh over, my man. god. Yeah, yeah I got my peeps, and I got like the the Twix. You get a Twix shaped like an egg. Mm. And those are okay. It was pretty good, uh, and I did watch Chuck on Saturday night. So, Chuck, yeah. Oh, yeah. that Chuck. Yeah, good old Charlton. Oh, shall not pass. That's right. No, that's Gandalf. That's not Moses. <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo Baggins. No, wait. Bilbo Baggins Same wasn't idea. in the Old Testament. Same idea. Bilbo Baggins. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there are no hobbits in this movie. What's going on? I got a cop, all right, and I'll die, pig. Die. That's right. Yeah, I saw you posted that, and then somebody posted the gif of the from the history of the world where Mel Brooks says 15, 10, 10 commandments. Ten commandments. Yeah. <laughs> so. For this, you oh. shall drink bitter waters. Mm. <laughs> Good old Chuck. Pardon that Red Sea kicking no, Egyptian let, let ass. Let me tell you something. 40 years. 40 yep. years of the goddamn desert. You think at some point or another, they'd stop and make some real fucking bread. Hmm. Really? <laughs> what? Yeah, they seriously. Could have made like a little uh, Dutch oven or something. I mean, seriously, you're going to be there for, for free. You're going to be walking around the desert for 40 years. They had well, to well, yeah, you can find some. You're going to be able to find <laughs> You gotta be able they to had to, to until the they found I mean, the River Jordan at the end. You know, I mean, I mean, seriously, it's like you know, it's like it's like, well, we had to leave and we couldn't wait for the leavened bread. Great, fine, that's wonderful. Do you mean to tell me you went forty years without leavened bread? Fuck you, no way. <laughs> Get it out of town. That's not happening. <laughs> forty years with no leavened bread, huh? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Saturdays. No, I, I, I don't know. Just like... No. What'd you do for Easter, Ivan? Me? What did I do for Easter? That, that oh. was my question. Well, it's a magnificent... Oh, yes, please. Uh, magnificent, a magnificent weekend with my with my Julie, my niece, uh, Melissa, my, my daughter, Soraya. It's been a most wonderful, wonderful weekend. Let me tell you. Okay, I mean, right down to uh, what's the uh, what's the name of the um, the the place we got the uh, the lamb cake and the uh, oh, Palermo's, Palermo's, yes, oh. lamb cake, yeah, lamb cake. You had a cake shaped like a lamp. Yeah, yes. lamb cake. Yes, lamb like the bat, yeah. like bat. Oh, like lamb. Bat. Yes. Yes. Ew. We had the pat of butter shaped like a lamb. Wait, why do um, I want cake? Why do I want cake that tastes like lamb? Well, it's 
It's it's okay, a cake that's shaped like a lamb. Whole, it's shaped like a lamb, and without going into the whole long dialogue that's attached to the significance of the lamb and, and our uh, religious sensibility, you know. So um, your religion, you eat cake shaped like lamb. Got it. Well, they have that's a pretty like cool lamb. religion. You know, hey, you know. So yeah, we had we had lamb cake, we had turkey, we had ham, we had corn casserole. We had shrimp for starters, as far as appetizers were concerned, and uh, we had focaccia. We had uh, let's see, what else did we have? Uh, how I hope you had a wheelbarrow. Oh, we had we had like we had like <laughs> we had like ten different types of cookies. I mean, uh, Rita, you know, my sister-in-law came over along with uh, Grace, and uh, so I showed up too, just freshly returning from Memphis. I mean, you know. Another, you know, huh? And Ron, and and of course, yeah, Ron, Rita Cousins. So yeah, we had a the first, you know, official I could say, uh, holiday dinner here, and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful event. I mean, I got to hang out with my girls, I got to uh, spend some time with my other family. It it was a wonderful thing, and uh, it was a great time. You know, we all had a ball. And uh, mm. then, uh, okay, when we, okay, so Saturday going to Palermo, okay, jumping backwards, sorry. But yeah, funny story, you know, because uh, Melissa and, uh, and uh, Julie decided they're going to go to Palermo. And of course, yours truly over here decides, oh, I'll just sit out here. My uh, niece goes, well, here's the keys. So I'm sitting outside and having a smoke and just enjoying the beautiful day. And uh, then next thing you know, I'm looking over and, Ah, I forget. There's the Rolling Stone record shop, and I feel it pulling me towards it. Pulling Is it like stand through the hourglass or the days of oh, our lives or some fully, shit like that? Feeling the the cosmic. Uh, so here we go. I even go to the Rolling Stone and walked in. I haven't been in that Rolling Stone in years. So, <laughs> wow. Whoa. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. Yes, and I wow. directed. Anyway. Wow. Anyway, going back to the oh, old God. story. Okay, I'll finish this up quick. Okay, so I get inside. I get inside. <laughs> Apparently, your husband Julie's gonna like get all over you. I'm sorry. Julie's gonna like if you don't finish quick. Julie's gonna get all over it because apparently she's not as happy with it. Well, she was just cracking wise, is what she was. Oh, she was she just was... cracking wise. Okay. Yeah, she's just cracking wise, dude. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, just checking. Maybe. All right. So you're so you go in the record store. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm twelve like, hours later. Well, no, I got to the record store and I'm looking around. I'm like, man, you know, a lot of it hasn't changed very much, other than the fact that I didn't, the last time I was in there, I don't remember it ever having a single album. Okay. I walk in there now, and there's albums all over the motherfucking place. Well, aren't they and, supposed to have albums at a record store? Well, okay, that's a whole other story. All I can tell you is I, I, I walked around, and I'm looking at all this brand-new sealed vinyl. 
and I'm lusting like a whore on, on, on 39th Street. Okay? So it was just like, oh, my God. What's the whore like on 40th Street? Street? Uh, no better than the one on 39th, I'll tell you. So okay. All I, okay. So I can tell you that, man, I was just looking at it, like, and I'm finding things that I haven't found in years. I'm sitting here like, wow. The only thing that kind of struck me was the fact that the price point of these albums, man, are like, wow. Okay, and it's like, yeah, it's been a while since I bought a new album. Yeah, starting at 1999. Okay, but given the fact that uh, these uh, cuts that I was so impressed with didn't come in any other way, I don't mind paying a little more to have them. But yeah, I was just like, I was like wigging out. I'm looking at the Led Zeppelin box set with every Led Zeppelin album ever made, you know, uh, Marty Python, you know, uh, album set, you know, all these comedy, you know, sets, all of these studio sets, all of these things. I'm like, and I finally looked at the lady at the, at the time and said, excuse me, but I'll have to come back here when I actually have something to spend. And she goes, we get that a lot. <laughs> so I walked out of walked out of the store and I was just like by the time I walked out of the store I go down the street there's Julie and there's Melissa coming to the car I'm thinking oh shit I hope they haven't been waiting there too long but yeah it was crazy yeah but it was a good it was a good trip yeah I'll probably go back to the old Rolling Stone but uh, as far as anything else was concerned yeah it was a great great weekend I mean awesome I could have asked mm-hmm. for better. Okay. Well, glad glad you had a good Easter. Go. I just, I, I now I really want to. Now I really want to. Okay, so I'm getting all kinds of stuff. I'm get Barbara's telling me all about the lamb thing. The lamb represents Jesus' sacrifice. It starts the, in the New Testament. But as you know, the Jewish faith does not believe that part. Nope, it don't. I'm just trying to figure out. The problem is when he says lamb cake, all I keep thinking about is like a cake that's made out of lamb, not a cake well, that like, looks like, like, like a lamb like an actual, that is like, like chocolate. Actual... How am I supposed to know the difference? Well, no, uh, no, well, you don't because that's not part, <laughs> that's not part of your religious makeup. I mean, man, so no offense, lamb cake sounds nasty. I mean, I just it's <laughs> and plus the fact, I, you know, I don't know about you guys. I can't do lamb chops anymore, and the reason I can't do them anymore is because we literally at school one time had lamb, and uh, so I was just about to take a bite, and somebody goes, <laughs> Oh, the poor and, little and I, lamb. That, that was it. That's it. I haven't had lamb ever since. I literally like, ugh. Clearly, yeah, I don't know. Hold on. Uh, so I'm gonna bring. I can bring Hillary up. Hillary actually has thoughts on um, on um, on your vinyl. So Hillary, good to see you. Um, you had you you had thoughts on you had something you mentioned to me on the back channel about vinyl. What well, I'm not a vinyl loyalist or uh, enthusiast loyalist. Um, I won't listen to anything but vinyl. Pretty much. I was. Uh, I've been a DJ since the '90s. So um, mm-hmm. back when I was a DJ, we had to bring milk crates full of uh, full of records, and we had to actually mix them together uh, on stage. Now you just bring your USB drive. But uh, yeah. 
But, uh, so I am going through my storage. My husband's like, you're not going to be using these. Do something about it. I'm like, I can't. I can't get rid of these. That's an original Abbey Road. Come on. <laughs> So no. I've got boxes and boxes of them. And if you'd like them, if you'll just pay for the shipping, I will send them to you. You can have them because my husband will be so much happier that they're out of his way. And I will be happy that they did not wind up somewhere in a landfill or donated it, somebody who turned them into like a purse or a, something. <laughs> oh. All right. Made them into a crap. Uh, oh, I think I think Ivan just went orgasmic there for a second. Oh, splendid so, offer. No, no, I just, yeah, that, 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 that's awesome. I mean, if uh... – yeah, well, well, you know, we'll have to talk further about that and uh, work out the uh, work out the the, 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 the situations, the details. Okay, so yeah, thanks, Hillary. Wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> these are these are. I was a DJ, so these are the good. I've got literally like uh, old Motown of people who were not signed to Motown who were with like Sugar Hill Records and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Got really good old radio play only records from like the fifties on up. Wow. So. Oh, love it. That'll be that'll be the cherry on the cake of my day, Hillary. So yes, definitely, uh, definitely know that they got a home here at Moonsoul. Awesome music. I feel so much better. You don't even know those like my children. You have no idea. Actually, no. You can take one of my kids before I would let you destroy one of my records. <laughs> uh, Hillary, Hillary. Okay. I, I think Ivan at this point has like a store. I, I don't even know. I think Ivan lives in a storage locker. And the records live in his apartment. I'm pretty well, sure that, 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 that was my that was my that was my previous apartment. Now mm-hmm. my my new place actually looks like home. I mean, it actually looks like a house. You know, I mean, there's no there's no black and yellow crates everywhere and everything. I mean, I got a I got a storage room already, so that's like so that's that's no problem. Like I said, I'll just go ahead and take them in. I mean, I acquired uh, my 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 godbrother's collection. He passed. Uh, about it's been what, almost a year now, I think, and uh, so I ended up acquiring his stuff. I still have some stuff at my old house I haven't even brought in yet, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no, a pet rabbit, so we had to put them in a storage unit. They have their own storage unit. We had to uh, actually pay for a storage unit monthly because my pet rabbit decided that the most delicious thing in the world is the cardboard <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> so. Yeah, the, the the cats are the cats. They'll see the uh, they'll see the spines, and it's like, oh, scratching pose. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Ivan, you want to shout out your like your personal email, and she oh, yeah, can contact yeah, you. Oh, you. You might yeah, have well, yeah. or shoot no, her back channel. Shoot her a note in, okay. on Instagram. Well, it's a J A it's J A B A N I V A N at gmail dot com. One more time, J A V A N. Ivan at gmail.com. I'll make yeah. it super easy for everybody. If you just send me a back channel, I will make a link on my Poshmark, which will make sure that it's got the uh, flat rate shipping and everything else. I can send you up to like 10 pounds for like 10 bucks. It's the cheapest way to do anything. I don't and I'll know if Ivan knows how to back channel. And then all you have to do is <laughs> just click a button and you're done. That way there's no having to go to a post office or deal with any other mm. humans. <laughs> just we, done. We, we, put out, we put out the middle people there. I got exactly. yeah. So, So, Ivan, if you yeah. go to Hillary's profile, you see that there's that little thing that says on the left, upper left, that says message. Oh, hold on. Let me look over here because remember, I'm on a phone, so. So am I. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Message. Now, let's uh, get out of that. Let's just grab right. message, message, message. I don't got that here. Hold on. Uh, oh, that's right. You're okay. on a 
You're on the horrible thing. You're on the Android. On the Android. Well, our, if you're following me, it'll give you. If you go down and you click follow, it'll uh, or follow back, it'll let you. Um, it should pop up on Android with it. Then the option to message. Okay. And okay I, there I, you go. Yeah. The Android, right, the evil Android. Look, yes. Droid, sir. Hey, is Hillary? As long as we've got you, um, any. Uh, we hadn't had a show since this, but I was curious your thoughts on, um, as you, you've done stand up, I was curious your thoughts on the passing of Gilbert Godfrey, Gilbert Gottfried. So my very first introduction really, besides, uh, the ones that my mom and dad would watch late night on Cinemax, be like, get out of the room, go, 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 go. When I'd come in, I'd see Richard Pryor, be like, oh, what's that? Um, <laughs> get out. So besides that introduction, uh, my very first introduction to stand up comedy was USA up all night. With Rhonda Shear, and then on Fridays it was Gilbert Godfrey, and I don't know who else remembers this show. I might be old as balls in here. No, I, I think know, I, I do remember that show on USA Network. Um, right. So, um, and we would watch like uh, you know sp- uh, movies like um, Hitler Clowns from Outer Space. I mean, horrible B movies. But that was my first introduction to the fact that comedians, comic um, people, being a uh, comic actors and people being comedians that could also do comic acting such as um those two characters was a, a potential thing you know so because i'd known since birth i was gonna grow up and be an actress <laughs> like i'm not even kidding you i came out of the womb with jazz hands so um <laughs> it's it's always been something i was interested in and when i when i figured out that gilbert godfrey was a character and i say character not character he was literally an exaggeration of not only himself, but this character he'd invented. And then mm-hmm. along came like um, Pee Wee Herman and things like that. And I started realizing, wow, this is something like, this is cool. This I like. This is like all of it. And then you get to go home and still be you. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that had it not been for Gilbert Godfrey, I, I would have been very limited in my interest in that as being a character actress. I don't, I think he opened up a world of, for people that that might not even realize that he was the gateway to it. You know, there's a lot of people that might not even put two and two together and go, you know what? He was the first I saw, but him and uh, Paul Rubin in my eyes are two of the golden gods as far as creating a character and sticking with it and parlaying an entire career out of it that spanned decades, you know, and that for me, Gilbert Godfrey, that and that alone is, the genius that has probably been a huge influence in my life and one that you don't really sit down and realize you don't put two and two together a lot with it but uh, mm-hmm. I, I respect him and the fact that knowing that's not how he talks that's not who he is off you know he's not annoying and he's not that yeah. guy off camera and knowing that and knowing that he was able to do that and to be the bunt of so many jokes just to absolutely have an entire planet riff on you constantly because of this character you created um, mm-hmm. and take it on the chin, you know? I mean, God, not since uh, Heidi Flight is someone taking it on the chin so often. Right. <laughs> Just like uh, Jack Benny always say, it doesn't matter who true. got... That, who, that who the... on 39th Street apparently takes the <laughs> right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> doesn't matter who got the laugh or at whose expense, so long as they got the laugh, so long as the exactly. laugh happened. Right. Well, that's, that's, another, that's another comic genius that I love to death, but yeah, yeah you're right. No, yeah, yeah. very, I, very sad, was, very sad. Yeah, very shocked. I've been watching clips I, all weekend. Yeah, um, 
what was I what what did I catch? He that? dedicated his life and gave his life to us without us even realizing for us to be able to have a few moments of a chuckle here and there. He did that for us. And that's something that is so overlooked and I don't think people realize comedians they give comedians such shit. You think we're all jovial all the time? No. Most of us got some pretty dark stuff going on, you know? I mean, yeah. most of us come from a place of a lot of pain. And, no, and to just yeah. take it all the time, he gave his life to us so that we could be happier. Apparently, That's he recorded a bunch beautiful. of stuff before he passed. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I know I know he uh, he did uh, he did a recitation that was just so... <laughs> I mean, it was, it's, it's hysterical, but in the context of the of the of what he was reading, it's so vile and so out there. Him reciting a page out of a romance novel, but just totally oh, it's going... the Fifty Shades of Grey thing that you're talking about, right? Yes, oh, I gotta exactly. Look this up. That's hilarious. Uh, Although him I mean, doing uh, him doing the which McCall, who was it? Nicki, what was it? Nicki Minaj. Who did the WAP song? Um, Nicki Minaj did. Was WAP. it Nicki Minaj? Nicki, it was, was Nicki it? Minaj. Yeah. Was it? I thought it was somebody. Or was that uh, Cardi B? Cardi B. Yeah. I, think it was I don't Cardi know. B. As we discussed earlier, I have musical taste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's uh, Gilbert doing. It's Gilbert doing it, and it's hilarious yeah. as hell. I, I know that's awesome. And then, and then, how can you? How can you forget? You know, along with you know Robin Williams, you know their their time on Aladdin. You know, yeah. Diago I saw Aladdin in theater back in the day. Yep. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, it's great. And and the fact that Disney went as far as to go ahead and render the caricature, you know, of Iago, you know, I mean, so much on, on, on Gilbert Godfrey, you can't think of Iago any other way now without thinking of Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. And, uh, it, 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 I still it, remember, it, like, the first time I remember seeing him was, I can't remember if it was Bever- the original or the second Beverly Hills Cop movie. I think it's the second one. Okay. Where he shows up and they go in to go talk to him and he's the accountant and 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 it's like him ta- him doing a scene with Eddie Murphy and and it's he's just hilarious you know he's annoying no. as hell and hilarious but but, but he's you know Was that scene improv I think it might have been might have yeah. been and you know uh, thinking about thinking about you know Paul Rubens you know Pee Wee Herman. And I remember the first time I saw him in a Cheech and Chong movie. I think that was his one of his first appearances. Was yes, the Coke dealer. Yes, the hamburger. Mm-hmm. I thought his first time, man. Don't take it, Jack. Wow, I thought his first real rising appearance was in that porno that porno uh, theater a few years people. That was, just no, that, was, that was later in his career. <laughs> that was after Pee Wee's Playhouse hit it big. Nah, that's and, a different type of Pee Wee's Playhouse. And they Playhouse, got canceled hello. after that. You know, but, yeah, but but a lot to be said about Pee Wee's Playhouse. I mean, you know, crack wise on it if you want, but let me tell you something. You know, I mean, Pee Wee created, and maybe not, not without even trying, uh, one of the iconic, you know, children's television shows that adults got into it too i mean there's still conventions about peewee's playhouse i know some bad peewee playhouse fans that swear by that whole you know that whole time in you know paul Rubin's life you know i mean and, and there was a lot <clears throat> that went into that i mean he made it look so easy but there was a lot of preparation and a lot of the people that were on the show they actually came they actually they started together and they stayed together and created that whole universe 
And that's why it was so, as you know, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, hello. <laughs> and, uh. How did it go? I can't remember it. What was his name? Shoot, I can't remember. I, I can't remember his name, but you can't forget his, you can't forget his image, man. Coming exactly. in, you know, in the box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, John B. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Yes. Yes, there you go. I remember about the whole Pee Wee's Playhouse thing was is that this was back when MTV was still cool because there was the MTV Music Awards and he comes out at the beginning of it. He goes, so, heard any good jokes lately? Yeah, it was after the the aftermath of the... uh, Right after after that. Right, the the movie theater incident, yeah. Yeah. That shit doesn't happen on MTV anymore. Now it's just Paul Rubin is one of my is a client of mine actually. Um, I I have an audit. I sell oddities. I uh, I have a, a shop on Poshmark and I am brilliant at picking up. Or people just find things. They're like, dude, Hillary, I found this and I thought you might really like it. Oh wow, it's a three headed cat skull. Thanks for that. <laughs> I thought people Yikes. are always bringing me very interesting things. And um, I met him in Austin at one point. Um. And it was just a random meeting. It wasn't like I was a convention or that. I just ran, you know, it was a random thing. And, uh, and I gave him my card and he actually is one of my clients. He buys, uh, he bought several things for me so far. And he has probably one of the most fascinating collection of oddities you will ever know in the United States. I mean, huge collection. Of, he's, he sent me so many cool pictures and stuff. I was like, what? Like crazy stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember working at, uh, at, uh, and uh, Logan Hardware was my record store I was with for uh, – I'm, I'm still with the company, but in different parts of the division. But when it was a record store, you know, on Fullerton Avenue here in Chicago, uh, people would bring in things, you know, like secondhand stuff. You know, and a lot of them, they brought albums. We had this one guy. He decides he's going to bring over a voodoo doll, okay? <laughs> and, you know, he's coming in, la di He's got all these records and this voodoo doll, Okay. And I asked him, I said, where'd you get that? And he goes, oh, yeah, there was some lady, I guess, who had it on this table. And, well, you know, I just thought it was cool. And I don't think she was paying it any mind. So, she, I just kind of grabbed it. I'm like, dude, do you realize what you just did? <laughs> and where'd you get this? Oh, I was down in New Orleans. Oh, great. That's wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God. Sitting there, sitting there, he took off with this lady's voodoo doll off of her altar. <laughs> okay, so it's just like, what in the fuck are you thinking, dude? You put your hands on something that you had to put, you, you put some you bad juju it. out there. Yeah, the juju is, is if it was in New Orleans and it was placed publicly, it was probably a decoration that was bought at a at a dime store gift shop in the quarter, and it yeah. probably doesn't. The guy's Early. probably not out there actually killing somebody, with, yeah. you know, like oh, tossing no. in the laundry or something like that. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. All I know is I told him, I said, you need to get this, you need to get this the hell out of here, first off. Mm-hmm. And I need to, I need to splurt the store because, man, you really brought in some shit with that. I have no idea why you might even pick that up. Yeah. No, because you, you never know, know, I guess. I well, you know. Was he wanting to sell it? What was he doing with it? Well, he was just, uh, he was just, you know, like, he just, like, lumped it in with a bunch of stuff that he thought we would be interested in because, you know, we we, we latched on to all different types of things. I mean, it wasn't just a, a record store. We had all, we had magazines, we had cassettes, we had all, you know, I mean, record boxes. We had all this infamera everywhere. And we had a basement, you know, I mean, that was a digger's paradise. The basement had gazillion, you know, freaking records everywhere. 
And uh, I was just like, oh, my God. But, yeah, but <laughs> the people bring the damnedest things in. And uh, you talking about that, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, that voodoo doll story. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So absolutely. yeah. Um, so yeah, you need to um, hook up with Hillary and uh, get those. She wants to offer the record. That's that. that's very. It's pretty cool. That's very well. Yeah. That's super. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm still reeling from that. But yeah, yeah I say, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We'll make that happen. Yeah. Like huh? I said, you know, I. But yeah, you know, I, that's why I wanted to. I also wanted to ask Hillary about about the Gilbert Goffrey thing. Cause you know, I know Hillary does, does some, does some stand up work. And so, yeah, no, I was really shocked Friday when I saw that I was like, okay, I'm going to have to process this for a little bit. Um, and by the way, yeah, you're right. I did see something about there's like 200 hours of unreleased material of his available, supposedly mm-hmm. Yeah, that apparently is available that we'll he's, see. He's, that... he's the Prince of comedy, man. You know how Prince has got like, for the next few years, he's got music that's no going to be going out there, like Tupac. Tupacing it. <laughs> okay, he's Tupacing it. There you go. <laughs> or Biggie. You know, yeah, a, Biggie had he'll a have an album come stuff. out every year for the rest of our lives, man. They'll never go away. Hmm. I think mean, that's fucking cool. You know, all the artists um, reaching out, giving their oh, – no one had any unkind words to say about him. No, his, his last no, tweet was uh, defending Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's well, and that, that's that huge. Should say it all. Yeah, um, that that's huge. That's huge. I hate, I hate what, what, what did it say? Does anyone know? I didn't. I didn't hear this. I uh, I can look it up. I can pull it up. Um, it's funny. I hate to tell you what movie I went with. What what I went back to watch, which was, I swear, I don't know why, that. His appear. Some of the people who were in that bad Ford Fairlane movie had some really great appearances, and one of them was Gilbert Godfrey, basically playing uh, a really shock jock DJ named Johnny Crunch, and he's absolutely he just says horrible <laughs> shit. Uh, and and it, it's it's funny. I mean, and he treats he 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 like treats Dice's character like shit the whole way. He's like, yeah. I think he he calls him up. He's like. He's like, is this Suzuki Samurai? Um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 he's pretty good at it. There's a couple people in that movie who have some, because it's just a pan movie, it's unfortunate, because there's some people in there that have some really great performances. He's one, and um, Wayne Newton's another. Those both, both of those guys have some great performances in there. Um, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried's last tweet was a selfie with him and Chris Rock. Saying, and the caption reads, "Which is the worst crime, Chris Rock being physically assaulted or Chris Rock telling a joke?" Yep, <laughs> there's the point. Yeah, well, this is a story about how how a, how a guy's life got turned upside down because he smacked Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, he's turned upside down for the next ten years. I hear. Well. I don't know how much about that. Well, again, about we, being banned from the Oscars for ten years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, seriously, banned from the Oscars. Let's think about this for a second. Let, let, let me see if I understand this correctly. I you I don't have to be at the ridiculously long, boring ass for four hour show. 
can he still win awards? That's my question. During the stand, yes, yes, he, he can. Okay. Right. So the irony is, is if God, if he's in something, really, Chris Rock really good, will accept the you know, award on his behalf. That 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 would that be would funny. be justice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Karma. Actually, you know what's funny about this? He's banned. Watch, it'll be it'll be Jada going up there and picking up all of his awards and stuff like that. <laughs> Begrudgingly, yeah. but she'll go. No, not even begrudgingly. Yeah, well, I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, trying to think, anything uh, I, anything else we gotta bring up before we get into any any other stuff to, tonight? Or I actually have to bounce, but I just want to say thank you for bringing me up. I'm gonna send you a back channel, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. And All right. Good you. Thanks. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for coming up. Thank you, Hillary. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You, Absolutely. That was uh, very nice of her. Yep. Well, it was funny. Wow. She was dying. Of, she said she sent me a note. She said she was dying of laughter. She's like, "What's the whore like on 40th Street dying over there?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it, she's. She's too better than the the one on thirty eighth. I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> the one on thirty eighth on thirty better than the one on thirty ninth street. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it depends on your yeah. point of view. Um, so Ivan, you else? watch you watch anything this week? You've just been busy with getting ready for Easter. Yeah, I've just been I've just been heady into the whole Easter thing, man, and uh, just uh, I haven't I haven't actually watched sat down and watched anything other than. Okay, Jeff's gonna get mad at me. He is. He's Why? gonna get mad at you. Why? Why would About he get mad what? at you? What did I do this to? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I watched the jazz singer. Was that bad? No. Which jazz okay. singer? Which one was it? The movie? The first one. The movie. Where is? Wait, wait, stop. Which jazz singer? There's two. There's two. There was the right, Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson one. No, that's right. not the jazz singer. Oh, it's the that's that's something else. Okay, that's not that's the a Star is Born. No, well, jazz not... singer was the one. The that, jazz singer. Jazz there's two jazz singers. One is there was one that was one that was involved with Neil Diamond. Okay, right. No, and no, no. Which one did you watch? The Al Jolson one or the Neil Diamond one? The the Al Jolson one. I've never seen the Al Jolson one. I've only seen the Neil Diamond one. Well, let's just say, let's just say, let's okay. just say. That it's a, uh, like I like I always say, it's a product of its time. You yeah. have to really have to have. Oh, that kind of product of its time. Yes, exactly. Oh, so my. the thing about it is, okay, Al Jolson, let me just give some color to this. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, no, Al Jolson did just fine finding his own color, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, he, he uh, uh, no, but but I didn't mean it like that. I know, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I'm You're making scared. my life miserable here, folks, all day. <laughs> hey, you, you led me right to it. I couldn't help it. It was like right there. Oh, no, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it was right there in black and white. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. 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 Okay. Well, now that we've gone this far, <coughs> Ivan, please don't die. I won't. Hold on. Okay. Smoking bog, probably. Right here, take it. Let me go. Take it. Take it out of my bog first before I start my story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Excuse me. I'm eating some chips over here. Sorry. But it... <clears throat> just do one or the other. Hold on oh my a minute. goodness. Ah, oh, maybe it's the horror on 41st, 41st Street. 
Okay, I'm back. Welcome back, <laughs> Ivan. Squares Roundtable mm. Podcast, episode 193. Glad to have you. But I'm just curious. Is the horror on 34th Street dressed like a Santa's yeah. elf? No, no, no. <laughs> there's the miracle on 34th Street, and then there's right, the, that's why I'm at. There's the <laughs> then there's the seedy shit on 34th Street. <laughs> the seedy shit. Right, they're all just like Santa's ho ho ho, right, or something like oh. that. Or... <laughs> okay, because okay, Al Dosen, and okay, I'm not saying that this makes it all right. Okay, just start it off. I understand. Go ahead. Okay, and yeah, he was a great. Entertainer, he was a great singer, and you know, and back in the and back in being the project of his time was the um, the art of blackface was oh. very common yeah. back in his day, and he was involved with it for certain songs because those types of songs were actually part of the vocabulary of vaudeville music back in the tens, the, the hundreds, the tens, and the twenties. You know, early part of the last century, <clears throat> and there were even some people that kept it going. You know, till the forties. <coughs> In some context, excuse me. <coughs> so what? <coughs> so what happens? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jesus, I was gonna <coughs> die. Please, I, I think I need to stop talking about the jazz singer. I think that voodoo doll yeah, is doing I, something. I think that's the problem here. Is I would, I would I think like, the I voodoo doll's coming this. back. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a maybe there's a reason why this is uh... Oh boy. <laughs> okay, sorry. <clears throat> uh, your apology so accepted. Said, Welcome back. Okay, so that so that being said, that being said, that being so, coughed. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's all I would have needed to do. But yeah, so uh, a few years ago, I had bought the jazz singer, you know, the original. Warner Brothers from 1927, mm-hmm. you know, all the bells and whistles. First talking picture, and I was looking at it from a historical point of view, as I do most of my, you know, most of those movies of the past. Mm-hmm. So, so I watched it, and uh, and I have to say, yeah, had had certain images not made its way to the film, it might have it might have gotten a whole lot farther than it did. But it doesn't take away from the fact that, well, we'll never know, uh, or maybe we would do know that there are some white people that, you know, because it's often been said that, okay, the whole blackface sensibility may have been grounded in the admiration of black people, whereas they wanted to sing these songs, but yet go in the blackface. Okay, now, rather or not that's true, I do not know. I'm ignorant of this. But... I know that blackface, right after the uh, Ted Danz and Whoopi Goldberg thing, which did not go over in the media. No, it was like a, in the early 90s, I think that happened. Yeah, it's it a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but no less relevant. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, but taking away that part of the movie, okay, for the most of it, I would say 90% of it, because he only comes out in the blackface in a couple of the in a couple of the uh, Singing scenes, yeah, but you know it was a well-written story and very, and 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 I don't know. I'm going to ask you, Jeff. Was it something where you know cantors in the synagogue and they raised their sons to be cantors, <clears throat> and 
you know, and I get the idea that from this story, I mean, was that really a, a severity in the Jewish church, in a Jewish synagogue? I'm sorry. And whereas if a, a cantor brings up a son who does not want to be a cantor, is he indeed uh, banished from the religion or, you know, or is there more to this? So I can't. I can't speak to the original. I don't know that I've ever seen the 1927 version of this movie. The version I've seen is the 1980 version with Neil right. Diamond. And, right, right. And, and, and so, so in that version, he ends up marrying a non-Jewish woman. And okay. there, are, there are indeed parts of the religion where you know, certain aspects or parts of the religion or levels of how I say, you know, there's different, you know, there's different, I wouldn't say sects, but there's different levels of belief. And in some of the more, more heavier sections of those, of those beliefs, um, you know, you know, somebody who marries outside the faith is considered could be, might be construed as dead to them. And I know that that's what he does in in that particular movie. The father does, and then and and, yes. and basically disregards him. But then obviously right. he comes back and sees Colin and then he he's allow, he allows him back in his life. Um, okay, so yeah, so but, very but, much. But, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But to just sit there and be like, oh, okay, I'm not going that direction. I don't think so. I mean, no. if it was just he decided not to be a cantor, I don't think that's something. But that I, I don't. That's the, that would be the first I've ever heard of it. But then again, okay. you know, I don't. I again, that might be something that I'm just not aware of. But okay, you know. okay, no, because it, it 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 drew my interest, and you know, you being of your faith, and you know, and I and I respect, you know, I respect mm-hmm. faith as a whole, as you know that I do. And, uh, you know, though I do not apply it to my own self, doesn't mean that other people's face can't be respected. I, I really, it's funny. We've had this conversation before here. I've really felt like The Jazz Singer is a great example of a movie that, you know, it happened, what? You know, we're talking 1980, so we're talking 40 plus years ago. Right. I, I think you could... I think that's a movie that I'm surprised in a world where everybody's talking, everybody is looking for mu- is looking for re- musicals and whatnot. I am kind of surprised that nobody's, I'm taken surprised that nobody's really kind of looked into it or even looked at it from the perspective of, of something Broadway related. Um, I don't know that. I mean, it would be interesting because, you know, in my generation, it's, you know, it's known for really. I mean, D- Neil Neil Diamond was always a, was has had a lot going on in his career, but that album was is always looked at highly for Neil Diamond, right. the jazz singer album. So it would be interesting to see reaction to if you rewrote things or you changed some songs or because I, I get the impression that the the nineteen eighty yeah, version the was, was a story. Right, the so, original, the, the nineteen eighty version was different than the nineteen twenty seven version. So, well, okay, in 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 one respect, 
actually, to be honest with you, now that you mentioned the 1983. And one respect, there's no black things in the 1980. Uh, actually, uh, there is. Oh, there actually, is. Actually, there is at the beginning. But it's a different okay. reason for it, which is which is Neil Diamond is going into a club in, in New York, in Harlem, where it's only black people allowed, and they oh. need him to perform. It's the first, it's the opening it's one of the opening parts of the movie where he goes okay. in there with them and he has to wear black he, ha- he they make him up to be the the, the black the black, black the black man so it's a disguise okay right and then he gets caught and then they have to run out of there um so but so, yeah, yeah that's okay, actually so, right, at the beginning I, of the movie I had forgotten that I had forgotten that so yeah okay all right, but so that's my, a, that's like a five that's like a five minute scene. It was just because, well, and okay, ironically, it's because, like I said, they they I can't remember if it's if it's if they're in there for a contest or they're just there to sing and do a gig. And and it's like, hey man, we gotta do this. And I I get the impression he gets picked out. Like, hey, that's not a black guy or something. Like, I can't remember how he knows, but okay. So it, it comes down to the fact that, but well, you know, so watching the having watched the movie and. And, you know, upon, you know, the fact that, well, besides being the first, I should say part talk, it's not an all talking movie. There's only certain parts of the movie that actually speak. A lot of it is subtitles because it was a silent movie. So, <clears throat> but the thing about it, though, you know, and the thing, and, and the other thing that drew me of interest was Cantor Rosenblatt actually makes an appearance in this movie, which my understanding he was a known a known um i guess uh light of jewish you know music you know he was a cantor very famous cantor and he appeared in that movie too i was just like wow you know that, that fascinated me that you know that 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 you know he actually was involved in the motion picture that way too so yeah it had a lot of things that opened me up but i thought you know okay so i watched this by al Jolson, but what Jeff said about the whole, you know, fact that, you know, a lot of the very same storylines, you know, ended up in the 1980s movie when then I'm like, well, okay, well, maybe, yeah, maybe he's got something there. Maybe, maybe uh, Broadway should look it up and say, yeah, let's, uh, let's do a play. Who knows? I don't know. With a modern take on it, I don't know how you can, I don't know. Well, because it would have to definitely be very grounded in the actual religious sensibility now. Yeah, you could, I mean, I think you could do it. I think yeah. it could be, I, I think actually, ironically, I think it would work better for Broadway in some ways than it would for for a movie at this point. I think, surprisingly. I mean, hey, look, if they're looking at reworking Fiddler, in the Ro- Fiddler on the Roof, supposedly. Yeah, that I heard um, about that too. I love that one of the guys from, It's one of the guys from Hamilton supposedly reworking it, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, so see, so that's why, I'm, you know, I try to be respectful of my sensibilities around these types of subjects, especially this type of you know subject matter. And you know, I mean, in you being, you know, you being who you are, Jeff, and I was able to get the you know the, the straightaway you know answer that I was looking for. And um, yeah, and, and and I do have a big. I do have a big uh, admirement for Jewish people, you know, and uh, it, 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 admiration 
for Jewish people. I mean, whether uh, or not they're in blackface. <laughs> no, and when they're not doing blackface, you're right. <laughs> What's in the snack bag, Ivan? What's in the snack bag? Organic blue corn chips. Okay. Okay. Blue corn chips. Ooh, I've never seen. Okay. I've never so seen blue corn before. Mm. It's huh? like it's like Romulan food. It's blue. No, no, it's uh, Romulan food. You know, it's, it's blue. It's blue it's corn. Blue corn. Uh, no, that's, that's interesting. You're gonna have, blow have corn. Seen, have you ever seen? You haven't seen Indian corn. Never seen blue corn. No. Yeah, Indian we corn. All yeah. ours is normal yellow corn. Yeah, well, I'm just curious. When you blow corn, what happens? Well, nothing. It's just corn. <laughs> it's just a it become corn mind. corn pops. Wow. I guess that's a corn pone or a porn cone. Delicious though. So mm. there you go. That's Translation: Ivan smoked a big old bowl, and yeah. now he needs hung- he's crunchy hungry. <laughs> what uh, well, What have you been watching, Jeff? What have you been doing this week? Actually, I didn't smoke tonight. I mean, I did before the show, but not not now. Right. That's why you need the bungee. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm honest. Okay, sorry. Go well, ahead. I, I, I didn't say anything bad. No, you seem, to, you seem to assume I'm thinking I didn't say anything bad about it. I'm not. No. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I would shoot. I just get the I just get the edibles, get like the brownies and shit, and be like, okay, good night, <laughs> thanks. Use that these edibles ain't shit meme, and then you know, half hour later, you know, <laughs> Look, like, Elmo, yeah. is a, yeah. Elmo is a, a Elmo is a sock, people, bro. I, 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 a lot of people, a lot of people made that mistake about edibles memes. Yeah, these. What if D O G spelled C A T? Wow, yeah, exactly. I mean, I have um, that's great, ogre. Mm-hmm. I, I have I have pot candy bars in my refrigerator. I'm not surprised. You know, were they in your no Easter candy. basket? <laughs> no, I didn't get any of my yeah, Easter man. basket. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Easter buddy brought me something. <laughs> Hop, hopping down <laughs> the blazing trail. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be an abomination. I'd be like that kid who brought the uh, the alcohol to school. You know, I'd be like, hey, candy for everybody, kid. No, no, you know what? Do that. that would really have been something if I had accidentally brought, like, pot brownies to, like, the <laughs> to Easter. Oh, my God. Like, watch. I'd be like, that would be one hell of a He is risen. Uh, he is risen, and, and he's oh, baked. Oh, man, everything's risen. <laughs> everything's risen. He is risen and he rose. This floor is getting <laughs> this floor is getting higher, man. Oh, man, he totally <laughs> rose. I see him. The roof, the roof is on fire. What? More of that shady shit on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah. Or Thirty Fourth Street. Whoa, the ho hos. Um, what did I? So apparently, Greg Gustafson did some. Did some dog movie on, on Netflix called Saved by Ruby. I ended up watching it with my mom. She was very happy with it. Um, you know, he's it was what, what was most amusing to me is him trying to do a New England accent, which was kind of funny. Mm. You know, mm. listening to like the Flash do a New England accent, it's like wake up, spot. Like it was kind of funny. Get in the car. Uh, yeah, get in the car. Um, you know, I'm the fastest man alive. 
Run, Barry, run. I, you know, you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, that's what I kind of kept laughing about. Um, trying to think of anything else. I saw on Amazon something called old, uh, old, the old, all the old knives. It's supposed to be some sort of like. Is that a sequel to Knives Out? N- no, it's, it's. All the old thighs? What? <laughs> Fine. All the old knives. Yeah, as in, as in all the old thighs. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it's like Chris Pine and, and a bunch of really good actors and stuff, and and it just came out on Amazon. It's all right. Oh, it it, like it, it, you know, it. I, I get why why it's gotten high acclaim, but I really don't fucking. I kind of got bored after a while. I was like, alright, where are we going with this? And you mean it wasn't like Nathan Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1? No. Well, that was a bad movie, too. Oh, my God. Was, uh, movie. Um, but there's some really good people in it. I mean, like, uh, you know, Jonathan Price is in this, Lawrence Fishburne, Chris Pine, uh, Michelle Williams. It, it's a solid movie, but I just was, after a while, I was just like, okay. It's one of those where I was. It just didn't. Like, it didn't hold you long enough. It held me, but then yeah. in the end, I'm like, "All right, okay." Was I supposed to? You know, it's the part where in the <laughs> end you're like, "Wait, I don't give a shit." <laughs> I don't care <Yeah>. no more. <laughs> exactly. That, that that became really the problem. Is literally after a while, I like at the end, I'm like. Yeah, right, whatever. I don't care. It's good, but um, it's not as good as this blue corn, yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, of course, uh, and then, of course, uh, Sunday night, I was yelling at the screen, hoping that the Bulls were going to win, <laughs> and, and they almost pulled it out. So, you know, <laughs> they almost pulled enough. it out. And, and you know, they, hey, they just... They, Look, you know, nobody's given them a shot to win this thing, and that's fine. Um, but I think that they have a sh- Everybody's like, oh, they blew it. And I'm like, eh, I don't think they've blown it yet. I think that they still have a shot. I don't know if they're going to win. I mean, they're playing the defending champs, and they're a very good basketball team. But, um, yeah, I um, – yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch – uh, another episode of the the winning time thing on HBO Max. How's that? And it it was interesting this week because you know they finally get to to the fact that uh, the Lakers take a road trip and the first and it's going to be the first meeting in a professional setting between him and Larry Bird. And boy oh boy does Larry Bird get <laughs> Larry Bird ends up acting like a total dick in this thing. Um, um, there's definitely a lot of talk about, you know, Bird being the Great White Hope, and you know, my favorite is, is there's a bunch of Lakers who are literally like, ah, anybody can guard him. He's slow. He ain't that good. And he, you know, he starts doing this thing, and I'm like, shit, this kid's good. Uh, the irony is, of course, Magic has a pretty good idea of it for the fact that he played him in college and knows better. Mm. Um, you know, you get a real feel for what Boston was like in the late '70s, not just. Well, let's be honest. Boston has, is known for their 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 issues with racism and isms, and you know even even when they had the great Bill Russell, Bill Russell has talked about how he he didn't feel comfortable living in Boston, and some of the great the great black 
players that were in those time frames from Boston have talked about how they were uncomfortable with it. And, and then there's the other part of it, which is the mystique of the fact that you're talking about the Celtics, the parquet floor. You're talking about the fact that it, the, you know, that they they're one of the mo- they're one of the the storied franchises in in all of bas- in the entire NBA. Um, not to mention the fact that when you take, you know, their their style of play was very rough and rugged and nope. and, and lunch bucket versus you know this is the start of the Lakers and their Showtime look. And and even their announcers, which are, you know, both guys are Hall of Fame announcers. One is Johnny Most and one is Chikern. Just the differences in how they would call a game um, were different. You know, it, it, it was really a contrast in styles, but these were the two big franchises, you know, of the NBA. Of that era, and, yeah. Well, not well. Even before that era, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics were were really those teams, and they've yeah. always be, kind of been those teams, um, you know. And in the '80s, it really kind of, you know, the '80s really kind of cemented it some more because you know Boston had years where they had one champ. Boston ended up having years where they won championships. The then obviously the Lakers won five in the end in the '80s. Um, you know, the Lakers came back later and won a bunch, you know, with, with, um, with Kobe and Shaq and that group. Um, but you know, the Celtics, the Celtics since the days of bird have only won one championship and, and you know, they're, it, they haven't exactly been the storied franchise in terms of that kind of aspect in a while. And we haven't seen a real great, the great heydays of the Lakers and the Celtics, in the NBA in a long time in terms of where both of those franchises were relevant at the same time to where, you know, that kind of, that could happen again. And, um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it, like I said, it's, it's a reminder of what it was, you know, what it was like before it really started. You know, I mean, keep in mind, you're talking about the late, you're talking about 79 and 80, you know, the NBA championship, the NBA championship was played on, you know, the NBA championship was played on tape delay. People were not really that interested in, in a lot of, in, in as interested in the NBA as they would, as they were to become beyond that point. This is really the beginning of the spark of like the next, what the NBA is that we know today is, is around this time frame. is about where it starts. And it starts with the fact that, you know, Larry Bird was on the East Coast over in Boston, one of the most storied franchises in the league. And then Magic Johnson ended up being in the, as a Los Angeles Laker. And, you know, that was the other storied franchise of the league. You know, the fact that, you know, as time went on, there were other there, there began to be other other figures to populate the league in other cities and other places that's where things got that's what built they were able to build upon you know the 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 fact that you know you had Isaiah Thomas up in up in Detroit the fact that you had you had Charles Barkley in Philadelphia that you know you had Dominique Wilkins in Atlanta that Alex you know your your Alex English is in Denver and obviously you know to, to for us here in Chicago look we all grew we all grew up in the Jordan era 
you know, yeah, well, we some did. of us grew up in the Jordan area. I, I was a little older than that, but, 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 you know, Mike and I grew up, you know, the Bulls were, you know, the Bulls were a when thing. They, what was that? What, 88? When uh, what, Jordan? The, well, Jordan, Jordan arrives in, in Chicago in 84. That's right. You know, it was 84. Well, yeah, I was having flashbacks to that, um, what was it, the Last Dance um, documentary? Yeah. Watched. I mean, Jordan comes back in, 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 you know, comes to town in 84. He wins his first MVP in 87, 88. And that's really the first year that they really get, you know, they, that's the first year they get out of the first round. They run into the, and I know this because I literally went to the games. That's the first year they run into the Pistons in, 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 in the semifinal rounds, the next two years they'll run into them in in the Eastern Conference Finals, and those will be brutal bloodbaths. And then you know, and then the rest is history, yeah. which is you know Jordan ends up winning his first championship in the ninety ninety in the ninety ninety one season, and we know what go what goes from there. But you know, it, uh-huh. it's it the, the interesting thing about Boston is you know just. How but how much the fans were a bunch of jerks, and the irony is, is that it wasn't just the they didn't just do that. I mean, in some ways, they have a really, really hardcore fan base in Boston for the Celtics. At the same time, gotta tell you, as a Bulls fan, we you know in the beginning, back when things when the Celtics were in their heyday and the Bulls were starting to come up with Jordan, some mm-hmm. some of, we saw some of that shit with the Bulls too, where they do they'd say shit like "fuck you" and "fuck this" and. And, and, yeah, there was and psychological warfare and, on the field. Right. And, and magically, there would be no foul calls getting made in the Boston Garden mm-hmm. when, you know, literally they decked a guy and it's no, it magically it seemed to be no problem. Um, a lot of favoritism. <laughs> well, you know, you went to the Garden, you pretty much expected it was going to be, gonna be you know, pretty one sided. Uh, yeah, it was going to be, you know, with the refs. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the, gar- the Garden. Floor. You know, I heard stories from 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 players and reporters about Who's how you know how you know the Boston Garden. You know, there there are certain spots in the floor that you literally want to go out there before the game and start dribbling around so you know where the dead spots in the floor are. Yeah, because they and they have them there on purpose so that somebody gets screwed up who doesn't play there regularly. You know, they they do all that shit. You know, or they did dirty all that tricks. Shit at the time. They did all that shit young at the time. Young I don't, young part of the floor. You know, the the garden isn't what it... They did revamp the garden, and it's not what it used to be, so I don't know if they'd still play that game or not. But, it sounds like but this yeah. Winning Time documentary has really got... really written by fans of the sport. Well, it's it's based on... I can't remember who the reporter is that did the book on all this, and they're using that. And the one thing is, they are... <laughs> they're getting some really good people to, to be some of the people to play some of the roles. Some of them are some of the biggest names in Hollywood that are playing some of these roles. Um, ironically, none of them are really the players, but like some of the other players in it, like, you know, they got John C. Riley playing Jerry Buss. They've got Adrian Brody playing Pat Riley. Um, you know, um, God, I can't remember the one guy's name from, uh, I, I, I hate you, Sarah Marshall. Um, the one guy, I think he's in, um, I think he's also in, uh, how I met your mother and he play he's playing Paul Westhead. Um, but they always, you know, uh, Michael Chiklis is playing red Arbach, you know, they, they, they've gotten some really good people. And the guy who's doing this is the, is Adam McKay, the guy 
who's known for doing comedies and just recently did Don't Look Up for Netflix. So, you know, it's it's well done. Look, it's well done. The only thing is at times is you have to sit there and go, okay, I need to look this up. Is this legit? You should see if that really happened. Yeah. We talked about that, though, where they take liberties with the story to add flair right. or dramatic effect. Right, exactly. You know, right. there's certain things where it's like, okay, they're taking liberties really, with it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's certainly interesting. There's some things about Pat Riley I didn't know. So, you know, that, like I said, it's, hmm. it, it's a good, it, like I said, it's a solid show. I think we're either on six or seven. I can't imagine that we got, you know, we got too much more of it. So before the season ends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And I, 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 what I'll be really curious about is where I can't imagine they're not going to do a season two. I'm curious where they're going to, where they're going to start season two. And the reason I say that is, you know, they could talk about the next year, which was 80, which was 80, 81, but they don't win a championship in 80 to 81. And really the interesting part comes down, unless they started late in 80, 81, where, you know, the Lakers didn't go to the, didn't go to the championship and they lost out to, to Moses Malone, um, Moses Malone out in in um, out out in Houston, or was it was it Moses? I think so. Um, and I mean, the next interesting segment of the Laker history is it's right after that that some of the more interesting stuff with the Lakers starts to happen, like where Westfall gets kicked out and they bring in Pat Riley, and the next year is where they they end up somehow having the number one pick and they end up with James Worthy. Um, and you know, that's when things really start to take off for them. So I'm, I'll be curious to see if they'll, they'll tackle the year where they have a bad year or they'll, they'll be near at the end of that year. It'll be just like an afterthought. Or like they'll cover the, the, that last, you know, where they lose and then they'll work from there on from off the off season to where all the changes begin. Like, although there's some people that are in this season that then have to sort of disappear that. You know what we they, we'd have to they'd have to figure out how they're going to get them to disappear. Mm. But I, I I don't know. Again, it's and that's on HBO Max. That's an HBO mm. Max thing. Mm. Cool. So, um, what else do we? I mean, I think we've got. I mean, I know we got some. We definitely got some stuff to talk about today in terms of other stuff uh, before we get to Moon Knight. Um, anybody got any other, anybody got any new specific news pieces or we can, I can just start running through stuff. See you. Um, well, I'm still watching Picard and hating it. So, yeah. <laughs> so. And you sound like, you sound like when I used to watch. Like, 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 why are you it's, like, it's Star Trek gets required. Although I right. gave up on discovery, I but yeah, I get yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah. Why would you guys just sit there and say, why are you watching Titans? And I'm like, because I don't get it. Because it's the Teen yeah. Titans. It's, 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 uh, the only time I'm going to get this. Like, why bullshit. did you go and see the last night? It's like 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because it's Transformers. Uh, the DC deck building game is celebrating its 10th anniversary with a Kickstarter with a new expansion and a new, like, a rule book setting. And mm. my gamer friends are all like, Mike, you totally got to go in on it because we like playing the DC deck building game. And it's fun, mm. and they've they've changed the rules a bit, and this one's going to center around injustice. So you'll be good Batman versus tyrannical Superman, 
And the Kickstarter's live now, and I think the base debt starts at like $70. So I might go in on it because I like the the new mechanic seems interesting. It's not Mm. like like each character has like a health meter, not just like your cards, you know, when you're trying to build the deck. So I might go in on that. Uh, And speaking of which, uh, today is Superman's birthday. It was 84 years ago today that Action Comics number one came out. Wow. I just wow. I think a, a mm. copy recently sold for like $5 million or something. Is it that much? Good. Yeah. They beat out the Spider-Man, which like the, was it uh, Amazing Fantasies number 17 or something like 15, that? 15. 15, yeah. There was first Spider-Man, the, the debut of Spider-Man, and that one went for like $15 or or, or like, that one went for like three point eight million or something. So Action Comics number one. So, wow. so anyway, uh, what well, else? no, Action Comics number one. Is it Action Comics number one? Yeah, that it was Superman's, Superman's debut. Superman's. Was yeah, Action Comics number one. Yeah, that's right. I remember when I bought it, it, I bought a copy of Action Comics one thousand a couple of years ago when that came out. Mm. And it's like a nice tribute to uh, Superman. That's right. It's Detective that was Detective 27. Detective Comics when, that came later. Detective yeah. 27 is when Batman happens. Got it. I right. I knew there was something. Right. I knew there was something where I was like, wait, no, there's a different number for something. But, um, yeah, no. But, yeah, so, that was my I, week, just getting ready for Easter. <laughs> and, ooh. you know, and uh, hating Picard. So, just like, now they end. I, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> so. I'm just waiting for Strange New Worlds and hoping are that it's they, not are good. They doing, hoping are that it's good. Set, are you in the part where they're supposedly in the party that takes forever, supposedly? The party that takes past, forever? I'm yeah, past that. John, John told me like there's an there's like. Oh John yeah, there is a party. And yeah, and that. Yeah, there was, was a like there was a party where he had to walk. Like, Jesus. Yeah, that was dumb. And then ugh, then Agnes starts singing. Oh God. Dumb. Yeah, just, again, dumb. This it seems like just low budget nonsense to me. Well, I mean, again, this is the part where, you know, I wonder how much of it was they just were like trying to get the season there at a certain point. At which still, point, what they really should have done is they just basically should have been like, screw it, we're gonna wait a little while longer I mean, until the, we've the had COVID protocol. So many episodes going on in present day, and you just tell they're not spending any money. I mean, it's, it's all not even just low budget. Money. It's no not special effects. Not, it's not even that they're not spending any money. The problem was, again, they had some serious COVID restrictions. And given how old Patrick Stewart is, yeah, okay, you know, they had to be really, really careful. And so... Still no excuse for the shitty writing. I can't... Well, again, <laughs> part of it... Again, part of it is, you know... Again, this is stuff that I was hearing before it got released... And to me, there's a part of me where I'm like, look, if, if you didn't think you were going to be able to release a good season, then hold off. Then don't do it. And then then hold off. But people were like, what does Picard do? What does Picard do? What does Picard do? So I think they felt obligated to try to get something to out. To do something. And just put out, to you know, something. just, right, just exactly. shit on the floor. There you go. Season two. Right. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. the reason why we're seeing so much about it. Oh, season three. Oh, they, they're already talking about season three, like really like. like yeah, we, we talked about, about this last three. week. They're teasing season three before season two is over. 
Well, because and unfortunately they did not shit. To lose anybody on season two. <laughs> right. Well, that's the, that's the reason why is that they know they shit the bed on season two. Yeah. They know. Yeah. They know they shit the bed on season two, and 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 they're just just desperate. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, so I guess suppose we can get into Moon Knight. Well, no, we got we got a few other things. We do have other there. things. So, All right, let's get on. Yeah, so uh, like for example, uh, if you've got HBO Max, Batman was available today. Yep. Yes. Yeah, big oh, day for DC. Yeah. Uh, the Batman uh, Pattinson is out on. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Know. Question before we go on, boys. Okay, now since the discovery, I heard uh, I heard the rumblings of a shakeup at the DC base. What yeah, we're going to get to that. Sure. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. That's in this list of stuff. All right. uh, that's that's why I was like, we got some stuff. Um, in case people are not aware, Free Comic Book Day is May 7th. Got to work which that day. The same weekend, which would be the same weekend as the Doctor right. Strange launch. Um, let's see what yeah, else. Got to work that day. As long as we're, the, I guess, to bring up what Ivan's talking about. So, so here's the deal. Um... Just so you guys are both aware. So the deal between Warner Brothers and Discovery has been finalized. And so that's finally a done deal. They are all one together now. It's Warner Brothers Discovery. So that that is that is so that's the case. And so there's been a lot of talk now about there's been a lot of talk now about what that means on a lot of levels. Like, for example, um, the CW has been talked about about being sold, and so we don't know who or what, but that also means that, you know, maybe there's some programming that they're going to be, you know, they're going to, they, they, you may, they may be looking at differently or in different retrospect, but yeah. So, obviously, one of the things that Discovery, um, since the deal's been talked about and their new CEO, they've been obviously looking at DC and DC Comics and what they're trying to do um, and that they feel like it hasn't done what it should. And, and then they're right. That, well, and, and again, we'll see. You know, the, the most interesting comment about the whole thing is, is that they are looking for somebody to be a figurehead czar like Kevin Feige. And that's great. The problem is with that statement is this Kevin Feige see everybody forgets this you know everybody forgets that Kevin Feige was doing the movies okay and that for a long time he wasn't involved in the comics or the TV shows or the cartoons right this is why there was like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter and right and and there was some real division there was no connective tissue and it's funny because while there are some look, you know, some of it was the fact that, you know, Ike Perlmutter, who still is technically involved and still has a say and still has some money involved and some skin in the game, um, while while you roll your eyes a little bit at that, at the same time, you know, there were a lot of how do I say? at the time, great writers who were at Marvel that because that guy was around, those guys would get brought in at times to have some of these conversations. And like, for example, most notably, um, 
is the conversation even as far back as 2008 with Iron Man, okay, where literally they brought some of the writer, the Marvel writers at the time, and I believe one of the ones who went was either Mike, Mark Miller, I think it was Mark Miller who said it, who literally was like, uh, yeah, this isn't going to work, it sucks. Because they showed him a script and they showed him everything they were going to do, and he said, fucking sucks. And they ended up rewriting, it's either him or Rucka, I can't remember which. But, you know, it's taken Feige a long time to end up being the full-on Marvel star. And even then... And you had a few other creative, like the Russo brothers and other creative talent, you know, behind the scenes to help shape, you know, and Favreau, obviously. Right, but but the point being is, even with that, is he wasn't doing... It's only been recently about TV. It's only been recently about animation. It's only been, and, and I'll tell you now, he wasn't anywhere involved in the actual comics. But now he's in charge of all of it. Now, Joe Casada is still around, and Joe Casada still does quite a bit with the comic side. Okay? But, and I get the impression that Feige's kind of hands off on the comics, but when I hear things like, like, we're looking to have a creative czar to oversee DC like Kevin Feige oversees Marvel that sounds great in theory but to me part of I I have concerns I have real concerns about the fact that you know there for a long time the publishing arm had nothing to do with Kevin Feige And, and so to me I have some concerns about this I do um, I especially have some, some concerns because knowing DC or what I've seen in the past, maybe things will be different, but what I've seen in the past, they've done a horrible job figuring out who the hell to put in charge. Absolutely horrible. They have, well, they have Jeff Johns. They've had him for. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the irony with Johns is Johns, you know, you know, John's, unfortunately, John's was in the middle. John's is an interesting thing because, you know, at the end of the day, he was involved in that Justice League project, even if it really was in the can before he got there or that Suicide Squad movie. You know, some of those things were already in the can when he when they put him in charge. And, you know, that whole debacle with that Justice League thing a lot of it gets put on him and Joss Whedon and, and some of it rightfully so. Um, and it's funny because he was kind of out the door at the time frame when all the stuff that he really worked on started hitting the airwaves, stuff like, um, you know, stuff like Shazam, stuff like Aquaman, those pieces. And suddenly it was like, Oh, DC's doing some good stuff. Well, that's kind of where John's, finally got a chance to do some things but of course he's gone by then i don't know um i don't know i'll take your guys' thoughts on some of it i mean i don't know if you've read some of the article or some or some of the articles that are out well i've just seen some of the headlines you know from obviously the usual site site screen rant on ign saying that oh that superman has languished and they want to they want to rebuild. I don't know if they're, they're just reorganize, which is what they seem like they've been doing. And then I, they kind of spoke 
uh, well about like the the Walking Phoenix Joker and saying maybe having like, the more ones like that. But we've we've talked about this the length of this show about how DC shouldn't try to copy Marvel in too many ways because they're they're a little better off doing one offs and all that. But then, but one point, some of the the people at Warner Brothers decided they wanted to play catch up with this uh, BVS or the or Man of Steel, yeah. which BVS Justice League, and it just didn't work, obviously. Right. Well, and, and that'll be the real question is how do they develop, you know, and, and they're in a weird spot because obviously Aquaman's doing okay. Wonder Woman is doing well enough. Well, Wonder Woman 84 is just, right. the and, ending was just it, so confusing. <laughs> right, but it did well enough. Yeah, it did well enough at the box office, but everyone's like, but and, I didn't, so we're gonna get, didn't, we're gonna get a didn't movie. we lose Patty Jenkins? Did, uh, is that official? I don't know. I thought I saw a headline I that thought, Patty Jenkins no, was fired. No, I thought that was only. I thought that was only for Rogue One. Oh, okay. I think that's only for Rogue One. Okay. Um, or the Rogue Squadron, whatever it was. The Rogue Squadron, from, or whatever from, the heck it yeah, was. Yeah, the Star yeah, Wars. That, yeah. Yeah, the Star Wars thing. Okay. okay. I don't think she's. I don't think she's lost any of the. I don't think she's out of the Wonder Woman thing. But okay. You know, I mean, that's the other thing is you do have a few of these movies that are coming out. You've got a Shazam movie coming out. You've got a Black Adam movie coming out that you have the number one box office guy in the world in it. So let's see where that goes. Um, you have a Flash movie that I don't know what the hell's going to happen now because, you know, with Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller's, yeah. With Ezra Miller. Well, I presume I mean, the I, movie's in the can, so you don't have to. Right. I would assume so, yeah. too. So, I mean, you know, what, what exactly is your I mean, I, I have thoughts on what you could do moving forward. Just, and we've talked about that before, but yeah, you know, out, there's an obvious answer on how you fix that. But multiverse. Well, not even that. It's like it. if you're gonna call it, if you're gonna call it Flashpoint, and he does do something with Flashpoint, and and it changes everything, then guess what? Maybe it changes who's the Flash. Or, or let it let it you know let Ezra Miller's bad PR blow over, just like how they did with James Gunn's tweets. You know. Well, they and fired him, and then they rehired him. Guess what? You know, hey, guess what? The Flash, Flash changes at the it. end. It's not Ezra Miller. It's Grant Gustafson from the TV show. That's right. Because the TV show is probably going to be dying in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, Will he be speaking be... with a Boston accent, though? No. No, not there. <laughs> it, it, that'd be wicked something. Yeah, but... Um, I, I would yeah. think that with uh, a change, uh, now that you know, everything has come to completion as far as the merger. You know what happens in a lot of it. I mean, several things can happen, but two are very common. Okay. One, uh, they go in and do an entire slash and burn with no regard of what's happening on the docket. Or, you know, they could say, well, from the last regime we won't do we'll finish up all those projects and then start fresh going forward with what direction we want to go or maybe i can add another one uh just you know after all is said and done shut it all down rename it reclaim it and uh see see what they could do as far as like 
you know, trying to bring in either the established product to the new audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, <clears throat> or from within the framework of the established uh, comics, you know, the established characters and such. Maybe, you know, you could do it in a way of, well, let's try this as a one-off before we turn it into a TV show uh, to, to kind of kind of gauge what the public are actually wanting, if they want more. Uh, super yeah, but, but holding your finger to the wind and seeing which way it blows, that's that's a risk. But yeah, that's well, what they've been doing for, but that's what they've been doing forever. Mm, yeah. Literally, right, that's see, what they've been doing. See, yeah, well, see, but then, you know, yeah, well, everything's a risk. I mean, there's the little risk, and then there's the well. When the you got hundreds of millions of dollars for to make a film, right? So you think you could do it one way or the other, but each is going to take money to make it happen. Well, but course, it goes, Ivan. It goes beyond the films, though. It goes to also the the there the are other questions. Well, it goes to the yeah. publishing too. You know, what is the plan for DC in terms of publishing? And and mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on pins and needles about that. And and to take it a step further, like for example, um, one of the we you know, and this can combine with a, with other things that we were, I had a, on the docket of stuff, which is, you know, CW. The the story out there is that CW is is there's four shows right now that CW is looking at that are DC type shows. One is this right. Gotham Knights thing that's a new pilot. The other is Batwoman. The other is Legends of Tomorrow. And the other is Naomi, this new Naomi show. And my understanding is they're only going to take two of those. And the others are going. And that's it. And, well, that, that, yeah, so and, see, and already, already a cleansing is taking place. Well, okay. it, it, it'll be interesting in, in many to regards, see. In many regards, in many regards, a cleansing is taking place because they're already jockeying for position as to who they want to put their interest in and where they want to put their money in, and then let the others kind of, you know, fade fade to blank. You know, so it just comes down fade to black, um, not fade to blank. Well, I'm an well, audio, it be blank. I'm an audio guy, so it's fade to blank. I mean, if it was if I was doing photography, then it would be fade to black. Okay, so anyway. Uh, uh, so with that being said, you know, um, but like for, here, perfect example. Okay. Okay. Here, here, okay. Here, perfect example. Deadline Hollywood has that they've literally just casted two people to do a wonder twins movie. That's going to be on HBO max. Okay. Um, one of them is the guy who plays Archie on Riverdale. Okay. And the other one is the young female lead from 1883. Right, they're going to play the Wonder Twins. And they've already got this, so this is... because I will say this, because it's an HBO Max movie, it will probably move forward, but they've already got actors. I mean, like, for example, there's certain things I know where they've got actors or, or people that are in development, like... Well, that, that's that they've got station. stuff... Yeah. Like, they've got, they've got stuff for the Supergirl movie already in development. Um, okay. For the new Supergirl movie. Um... I, I I don't know. I mean, so uh, okay. Here's here. Let me address you with. Let me address you with this then. Okay. Mm. Now here here. Let me do this. If you 
were part of the inner workings of this whole merger, what would be the first thing you would delegate to be, you know, to be the next pet project or the next thing that you would do from today's point? I mean, let's just say you you are an executive and you got to the office where the merger take place. What would be the first thing you'd work on? Um, I think at this point, the biggest thing that you need to do is to take advantage of HBO Max and to use that to build your DC universe. And, and, And so to me, there's a couple ways you do that. One, you do it through okay. series on on that particular on that particular channel. The other is as you do it by movies that you can create specifically exclusively for them. I did like those ideas. I thought they were good ideas, and and those are opportunities for them to build and build possibly slowly and interconnect right. from that direction. And right. and it's 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 not as it's not as desperate and it's as, not as cut and dry as well it's not even that it's it's look if if you know they're talking about restarting superman and that's great and that's wonderful but when you start talking about something like that you know it starts to turn into boy they have they because, better get it fucking right and yeah you're, well, you're you, know you're gonna get the, you know you're gonna get the fandom that are right. gonna be having expectations and then you right. get the newer fans that they have their own set of expectations you know so you got several different factors that you're catering to right there's a lot of pressure when you're when you're when you're when you're putting out there well when you're reinventing yeah when you're reinventing an enterprise yeah right and and you know you know i mean like look there you know look at perfect example you know mike and not nothing against what mike was saying but you know Look at how much da- look at how much much bullshit was out there about Pattinson playing Batman in the right. Batman. I mean, there there the the amount of the amount you started of- filming before COVID hit, right? So it took and this long been- for this well, to come out, and and for the most part, it was good, right? But I mean, look at how much people were like crumbling about about sparkly bat sparkly vampire Batman or. I mean, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get those people, no matter yeah, what well, yeah, you're going to get the fans. So, but when the final product comes out, it, it was mostly good, but, but then sometimes the criticism is justified. Just like the first Sonic movie, when those animations came out and everyone's like, Ooh, change it. And so they did. And it worked. And then the same thing, like when they were filming the first Transformers movie, is when they right. they showed the stills of the early CGI designs, and oh, it's Optimus Prime is not a flatbed truck, and he's got flames on him. Oh, this is ruined forever. And the first movie came out, and it it, it was a mainstream success. So sometimes right. the fans so, the span the the fan speculation the okay. fan whining gets it wrong. Well, you know, it's just like it's just like the old adage of the customer is always right. No, the customer can be wrong. Okay, the, the, so. but the thing is, here's where the problem comes in, and and this is where, this is where this becomes, this is where all this becomes interesting because 
they we have now created you know in the last 10 20 years we we've really created a a situation with movies where you know you you're counting in some ways you're counting on those fans and that Comic-Con crowd and the geek crowd to get out there and put the buzz out. Right. Because you're counting on them that if they're excited, then it's going to go, it seems to go beyond to to the general pub, public, public and, and other people start to get interested. If, 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 if you've already got the buzz that are out, the buzz that's out there. Right. And, and so... There's been that mentality of, you know, we got, you know, we, you know, the, we've this is how you, we've listened, yeah, we've listened to you as, as the fandom and everything like that. Let's hope you're right. It's not even, it's not even a listen to the fandom. It's, you're counting on them. Yeah, well, you're counting. To, to basically create buzz, buzz. To create buzz for people to want to come see your movie. And, right. and, and so you're now placating a lot to that fandom when once upon a time, yeah, sure, that you, you still kind of play, you still, those are people who are interested. But now it's gotten to the point where with, with social media and, and influencers and all this other stuff that it's like, yeah. Fans are wielding too much power and too much influence over what the studios are doing. And sometimes it's right. muddying the waters and, and sometimes it's not for the, best yeah okay franchise now 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 i'm going to turn this very same question to you mike you're coming in with your you're coming in with your three-piece suit your narrow tie and uh pair of shades no no my t-shirt and blue jeans okay you came in your t-shirt and blue jeans and all right what's your question ivan well no and you're painting the picture with your 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 sans for the time uh uh visuals but what what's your question Okay, well, it's just part of the draw. I mean, I okay. gave the job. All right, all right. So anyway, let me. You, you're you're a direct guy. All right, what would you do? What would the first thing you do? Well, let if, the projects you, obviously finish out, and obviously those are gonna, you know, once they're. But uh, but do you use like ends? Do you use like cutscenes or do you get to lay the obviously what Jeff said is lay the groundwork for a uh, a, a soft reboot of the DC universe, but, or, but maybe, um, with the right, with the proper writing staff and make a series of one-offs. And if some of it happens to stick, then great. But I mean, there's so many stories to pull from. If you're going to start taking, like make movies based on some of the great books in DC, like you're going to make like a, like a, like a, like a four part, long Halloween HBO series. Like just take some of the great books, some of the great stories and adapt them using comic writers and using the creative talent that have made the great DC books, using them to make crazy, great DC media. I think the summer, the, the blockbuster, uh, even Marvel has shown that the the summer blockbuster is, you know, obviously Spider-Man's proved us wrong in the last two years, but the sum, but since end game, we haven't had a super big blockbuster until since Spider-Man. I see. So yeah, like what Jeff said, focus on HBO max and use some of the great stories you have 
and make like like a four part HBO or six part HBO Max series or like what they're doing with like with uh, with Peacemaker. That was a that was a big hit. Yeah, the the problem becomes the problem becomes the question of you know it's funny because Marvel had patience. You know, when Marvel started this, yeah, plan, Marvel played the patience. really long game with that. They played the long game, yeah. and 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 you know they had a they they played the long game and they had a plan, and and it totally paid off. Know, the, and and you know those movies got better and they were able to build upon them. And they were eventually able to build that Avengers movie. Okay. You know, but it took them, you know, the Avengers movie was what? 20, 10 years. Well, uh, yeah. Avengers was 2011, 2012. No, it was 2012. Yeah. yeah it was 2012. Okay. So, so it took them the point. Well, no, the point being is the first Iron Man was 2008 and the Avengers right. was so 2012. Them, right. So it took them four years. It took, they did a, they and did five movies. Two Iron Man. They did two Iron Man movies. They did an Incredible Hulk movie. They did a Thor movie. They did a Captain America movie. They did five movies yeah. in four years. Okay. Leading up to the Avengers. To lead up to the Avengers. Okay. Does does DC, does, does Warner Brothers have that patience? Because I'll tell you now, nothing in the history of Warner Brothers dealing with DC pro- properties says that they do. No. They tried I mean, when with they, the, when that Green yeah, Lantern they, movie when that Green Lantern movie bombed. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That's that was the end. They they didn't try to reboot that. They didn't try nope. anything. They didn't try no, to give you a second it one. What they did. They nixed it. You know, the, when they went and rebooted Superman with Brandon Routh and that didn't work. They they nixed that too. You know, yeah. you know And the know, Nolan trilogy was on its own. It was not Right. Yeah. It was a, well, it's its own entity. The Nolan trilogy if the Nolan, if the first bat, if that first Nolan movie didn't work, they'd have nixed that too. Yeah, but yeah. it worked, and they've been and they've been fortunate with the with the fact that bat that Batman movies have worked, and 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 you know, you know, look, the that that Man of Steel movie that they did, the first one that they did with Snyder, that wasn't horrible. That was a pretty good movie. No, I liked I like Man of Steel. I mean, I have my I have my disagreement with him about that Superman kills, but you know, you you get the point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but for the uh, most uh, part, it was a solid movie. Yeah, overall, it was very is, good. The problem is, is that they saw Avengers and said, "Hey, wait a minute, say, why we want we that. Have that." Yeah, that was yeah, that was. We want that, and we wanted it. Five, we wanted five minutes ago. Well, okay. The next thing you know, you're doing a Batman versus Superman movie. Um, in which, hey, we're also going to put Wonder Woman in it, and then that's going to slingshot you to a Justice League movie, in which you're going to also introduce three new characters, right? Who yeah. who haven't been seen in any of the other movies that you're somehow going to basically put in. And Snyder movie. Snyder already had Martian Manhunter in the sauce when he was when he was. Making right, so real, so yeah. really, reality it was four. Yeah, so really, it was four, and 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 tactically, we saw we saw the person who was going to play the Adams character too. So he had literally had five. I mean, you're literally trying to swing five brand new characters into in that movie in one shot after you swung. 
a new Batman and a new and a, and a, and a Wonder Woman and and Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And it's like it's like no, you so, needed stepping stone movies to get there. They didn't want to do those stepping stone movies. They wanted their to go full was, throttle into the Justice League. Right. If anything, their thought process was, okay, we'll have a Justice League movie and then we can it'll allow us to do a flash oh, yeah. movie. You know, yeah, it'll allow us to yeah. do fast, it's a very fast cutaway between one thing to the next, no? Well the point being is they wanted to go the other way, which was, oh, well, we're going to introduce these characters in the Justice League with Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman, and people will be interested. So then people will want to see an Aquaman movie, people will want to see a Flash movie, and people will want to see a Cyborg movie. Well, except well, the problem no. is you, you only had – you only had – I mean, look, if you stop – You only had one job. <laughs> well, it goes, it goes beyond that. You know, yeah. here's the thing about that I laugh about, which is – you know, in the end, Snyder got his Snyder cut. Snyder Snyder cut is four hours long. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if that had really been the real, the real it's Justice it. League movie that got released in 2017, as it well, was? I mean, four-hour well, movie in a theater. The four-hour movie. Well, in a that's not, they must. Know, you know. I mean, they didn't need an intermission, or they had to or had to split it into two parts. I mean, and they weren't going to do that. They weren't splitting it into two parts. Well, no, you're going to sit through it. I mean, if they could sit through the Seven Samurai, which was eight hours, no no way am I sitting through a four fucking hour movie. And yeah, or put an intermission. Have an intermission. Funny part, Mark. Mike, here's the funny part. And all the people who defended the Snyder cut, that's one of the things that I laugh about. It like. Yeah, it's easy to say that sitting on your couch in your home watching on HBO Max where yeah, you, well, can you can stop and it. start at whatever the f you want. Yeah, whatever the fuck you want to, you know. Whatever the hell you want, you can watch it as four one hours. You can watch it and go to the bathroom and not have a problem. You know, right. but if you had to watch it at the theater. Forget about it. The theater for four. I, I got to tell you. Again, I don't look. I don't want to be a dead horse. A... I, I don't want to. I don't want to beat a dead horse. It's just, it's just. Again, to me, I mean, seriously, there are parts of that movie where literally I was like, I, I seriously, I was literally like, why, why are we, why, why, why? <laughs> I don't know. Again, the point being is, yeah, they can't, they can't slingshot some of this and the other thing is again they go once again they're going to go back to we need a Superman movie we need a Batman movie we need a Wonder Woman movie yeah, and they, see, they're going to go uh, sequentially and, like they well, keep going sequentially actually I take it back in fairness this is the first time we've had a Wonder Woman movie but you know we need super, here, here, I mean we've never had a Wonder Woman movie we had the Wonder Woman TV show back in the 70s in the eighties, but we never had we never had we never had a movie. Um, never, no, not in the context, no. Right, but, uh, but, but you're talking about okay. Here we go again. We're gonna reboot Batman. We're gonna reboot Superman again. Okay, there are more characters available than just and I, Batman and Superman. That but Batman those are and Superman. But those are the those are the Trinity. That's that's it's like yeah. 
Yeah. Like okay. doing a bunch of but, Marvel but movies without even mentioning Spider-Man. But, Mike, meanwhile, they're making freaking... Meanwhile, Marvel's making made a Guardians of the Galaxy movie that made billions. The merchandising didn't hurt either. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I understand that it took them a while to do that movie. And, and trust me, all of us were sitting there going, really, Guardians of the Galaxy? And obviously it paid off and they knew what they were doing. But yeah. the point I'm getting at is, the point I'm getting at is, is that, you know, DC's got some other characters that are high-end characters that they can't even get them off the ground. Right. I mean, they're not even there. I mean, like literally, like one of the first projects that HBO Max was supposedly working on, okay, that was supposed to be a DC project, was a Green Lantern show. I'm telling yep, you, now, not a peep. Well, I've heard in really the, for the... little about that. Yeah. Over the course of this show, we've talked about how DC changes their minds every month over about what projects are, quote unquote, in the works. Right. And DC yeah. still don't know with this reorganization, apparently with this discovery merger. Well, all I'm saying is let's hope it doesn't become a slash and burn and everybody loses. Well, I'm more concerned. The places I'm more concerned about a slash and burn are two places. One is that. Yeah. One would be what their plans are with this this CW DC stuff, which I have a feeling we're going to start. See, the problem is, is we don't know what they're what's going to happen with the CW because both sides of CW, CBS and Warner Brothers, wanted to vest and they want to sell the network. So we'll see where that you know, all goes. Then it'll, then it'll all come down to. Where the fuck CW goes then? So if you don't, well, it depends on who it depends on who yeah, buys them, and if they want getting. if they want that kind of content, you know, right. if, if they don't want that kind of content, because I've heard rumblings about someone's going to buy their network of stations and do something entirely different than their current programming slate. Um, yeah. entirely happens so, okay. all the time. And yeah. the interesting part is that's just not. That's just not the DC stuff. There's a lot of, I mean, there's some solid programming on on CW right now that would need to find homes. Um, easily could find them on HBO Max. Maybe some of them go to Paramount. I don't know. I don't know who goes. Who's got what to wear. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, we lose Ivan. Like that happens, you know. Oh, oh, Ivan. Okay, say again, please, Ivan. I said it all comes right down to, you know, which show goes to the highest bidder at this point, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, because if, if if CW, you know, indeed ends up being, uh, you know, uh, it, it being shut down, you know, or whatever the case may be, and all those shows going in mm-hmm. all these different directions, uh, you got a case where you know you're gonna have all of them. Streaming services, you know, saying, "Well, hey, we don't want that, 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 but we do want that," and you know, and they'll put their money behind it. That's one scenario I would think that would play out possibly in such a case. Uh, okay, uh, got a question for you guys during the boat a little bit. Uh, uh, do you think? Do you think that that studios should have at least several people on hand that are actual fans? For the for the uh, for production work, like technical advisors. 
Well, maybe not so much technical, but I mean, like, still creative consultants should have. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Creative consultants. So, yes. Short answer, yes. Okay. Jeff? I mean, that's. I mean, honestly, if you're writing comic books, you were you at some point you were a fan. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean. So say if I have a movie studio, okay, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I'm looking for two really knowledgeable fans of whatever my product is at my studio. Now, do you think that I could go ahead and say, hey, you know, you guys come down, drop your resumes, and then I say, yeah, yeah. you guys are hired. You two are going to be part of the writing staff for such and such a show because I think you guys know – you know, you guys have this collective going on that might be benefit my show. Yeah, it would help to have their ear, but sometimes it's helps. It's good to have a fresh take on things. Uh, again, okay. I, 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 I guess where I'm coming from on this is okay. I, I would. It would be really nice, at least from the DC Comics perspective, uh-huh. if they went to some of the writers that have written the comics. And I think that 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 would be a good first start. Okay. And, and to look and listen to those individuals, um, that'd be a good start. And, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't need the, the problem with which with, with, with your scenario is there's a part of me where it's like, there's a part of me where I want to say yes. There's a part of me where we get somebody like a comic book guy from The Simpsons, and I'm gonna be like, and no. he's like, no, the red is yeah, too no, dark. No, right, <laughs> right, no, exactly, and, and, and that's exactly what we don't want. because you know, right. being a gamer yourself, you know this is a distinct possibility. Yeah, right. you gotta, and, and you gotta, you gotta stick to the core of what it is, but it's okay to change certain stuff. But not all of it. You know, if the, if it's somebody who literally is going to sit there and go, well, it says right here in in volume five, issue 12, panel six. See, <laughs> this is what happens here. If that's the guy that you're bringing in as a fan. No, I don't want fans. OK, see, that's, that's I don't want fans. See, see, I, wanted, I, I knew that there were going to be two distinctive answers to this particular question. I just wanted your takes. Yeah, it's just and, you got to know the right yeah. balance of, of uh, creative uh, liberties. Input. Yeah. And knowing like obviously Superman, he can he can uh, he well, can super, he super, can turn yeah. invisible now. It's like no, Superman cannot turn invisible. So you you have to know people who know obviously know well his powers and know the lore, but to be able to okay. still say okay, we can change a little bit of this, or we can maybe tweak okay. that one story from that one book, and maybe insert okay. that into this this movie. That like that well, yeah. that kind of fan is okay, but there's other ones that are too slavish to the source material. Then those are the ones that get to be a problem. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, because. Uh... Because my understand, you know, I, you know, I mean, I'm not the comic book guy, but I know enough to say that, yeah, the, uh, the you know, Superman and both, both Superman and Batman, and in some regards, you know, Thor and Wonder Woman and stuff have gone through costume changes, have gone through storyline changes, have gone through multiple personalities, certain sensibilities, uh, trying to stay. Uh, 
uh, trying to stay relevant to the times that they were that they were written in and drawn in and everything. So yeah, I mean that uh, you know I, you know unless you're a lifelong person and knows every particular about every story uh, treatment and everything like that, man, that's a hell of a well. Wow. I mean, like here here's an example here's an example of where. Here's an example of where, though, it becomes problematic, which is okay. like, for example, okay, you know, I mentioned Man of Steel earlier, you know, there's, there's, you know, in that movie, Superman ends up killing Zod, okay? okay, Mike doesn't, Mike doesn't seem to mind, my reaction is, no, man, Superman doesn't kill. Right, see, because no man, yeah. Superman don't kill. But right. but again, it, 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 that's not. But when you give Superman stuff. that option, where it's either let Zod kill a crowd of innocent people, or kill Zod, what do you do? Superman yeah. finds a better way. Well, because he's Superman. Okay, because cause, Maybe. because that 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 is what that is what you in the Superman canon. That's where it means you. Superman does not kill, whereas with. With Mike, you know, who sees that. But they needed a dead Zod to resurrect him and become Doomsday for BVS. If that was the rationale. Spoilers. If that was the rationale, then it's even worse than I thought. Um, (laughs) Sadly. That goes right back to. You know, that, that was the other. You know, that, so that other... was my other part about Snyder, quite frankly, that I that I found okay, frustrating. Okay, let's refer to that. Yes, please. I mean, the part that I found frustrating about Snyder is Snyder insisted on making Superman into, like, Jesus. And it's like, Superman... Uh, yeah. And it's something... like, no. Well, there were some allegories there. There were some... Right, and it's like, that's there were some... not... And so it's not like the first time they're in, they've done this in a Superman book. Yeah, and I didn't like it then either. Yeah. Also, also the writers have a lot to do with that whole persona going through certain changes and then getting into the writing and getting into the production of the newer things. You know, certain sensibilities might come around. And I mean, is Superman Jesus? You know, so... Uh, no. So here's the point uh, that you get where uh, how super can Superman be? How super can you be? <laughs> oh, I always God. laugh because it's like to me, to me, the part I laugh about is, is people go, oh, it's hard to write that character. It's like, no, it's easy to write that character. It's, it's easy hard. to write the character. It's it really easy to is. Write the- yeah, it's easy to write the character. It's the situations for the character that are a lot of work. No, they're really not. They're really well, not. I mean, because... I mean, I mean, if you go away from you know good against evil or you know or vice versa, uh, yeah, it, that can be relatively easy. But then, see, you know, we're in an age now where you know you want to get all these people away from their laptops and their their phones and everything to read an actual comic book or eat or an e-comic book and everything what do you do in that case well you write I mean, a good again, story it's what you do right 
you write a good story. And 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 how are we going to get these kids off their tablets? You write a good story. You find a good yeah. writer, and you and a good and a good artist, and you make a good comic. Yeah, okay. and you make good stories. Okay. And, yeah. You know, I mean, in fairness, in fairness, you know, you know, for example, Superman and Lois. They're doing a pretty good job of figuring out how to write Superman. Okay, well that's 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 fair. That they're doing a honestly, they're doing a really good job of figuring out how to write Superman. Okay. Um, okay they seem so... to have, they seem to have figured it out. They, I, I think they do a pretty good job with that with him. Okay. Um, then... and in fairness, season one was a little clunky, but season okay. two, um, they've balanced things a little bit better. Okay. And and he does a good job, and they do a pretty good job of of figuring out how to write him, and 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 that they understand that that it's it's you know at the end of the day when you're writing about Superman you're really writing about Clark, right? You're really writing about you're really well, you're writing, about, writing about Clark Kent, right? You're really looking at humanity from the outside in. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And and that's why I always laugh when people are like, oh, it's so hard because he could do everything. Yeah, he could do everything. But then you focus on the But he doesn't, where... he can't, he, but he won't do everything. Right. Not to mention nope. the fact that it's like he can't be everywhere. He can't be everywhere. He can't do everything. He can't sit there and stop, you know, well, yeah, war mean, does happen. These things do well, happen. You know, it, it, it's a pick yeah. deal. You know, here's a man. The superhuman strength and powers, who, right. you know what, you, you, and cannot, you know, I mean, but now, does that go into the core of the person who is just Clark Kent? I mean, are these are things that he thinks about while he's just Clark Kent, that, oh my gosh, I can't live up to the hype that everybody makes me out to be because of the fact that, yeah, I can't be everywhere all at once, or I can't do every single thing, and then there are some things I shouldn't do because I can't. Well, and that's where the conversations need to and come in. Like, for example... Yeah. And that's how you, you know, make that, a good Superman comic. Right, that's how you make a good Superman book, is once upon a time, those conversations happened with Mom and Pa Kent. Mom and Pa Kent aren't around as much anymore, now that he's married to Lois. Those conversations are conversations with Lois. See? Well, there, yeah. there, so there you go. go. Like I, I think said, we can move on from this subject. We've been at this for a bit, but um. Well, I mean, the point being is, and the only other thing I was going to say about this is, you know, obviously they're talking about DC. There are some other franchises. It'll be interesting to see how Warner Brothers looks to deal with that too, in terms mm-hmm. of they. I mean, they've got so many. They've got so many they, franchises out there. I mean, that they have. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot. They got a lot of rooms, but you know, I'm afraid. That while they're collecting all those rooms, they're collecting a lot of mess with all those rooms, you know, because uh, that, that you know it it sounds it sounds to me a lot like you know two seconds, uh, hostile takeover of you know music in the industry when Universal Music started buying up all of these record labels, they have to burn up in smoke in 2008, but that's another story. But the point of the matter is they had all these properties, but what happens when a, when when you got a company like Warner Brothers with so many properties coming in, so many mergers happening, so many situations happening, something's got to give. 
Well, I mean, they've said that about Disney, so well, I that's, mean, that's true. I mean, but again, the point being is, is that you know they're going to have to figure out what their plan is with some of these, you know, where they're going to put with some of this content and yeah, and streaming. Streaming stuff. is you know, streaming is the future, and you know, really. You know, it's a question of, you know, the other thing is, is they're going to be combining in some way discovery to whatever the discovery streaming service is with the HBO Max service. And that'll be, you know, it's interesting. There's their stuff is more, re, you know, stuff like the Food Network, reality programming, more true life. It's more reality based. Right. So so it'll add. I'll add some different pieces to the puzzle. Well, you know, it'll add, it'll add a bit of, it'll add a bit of fancy. It'll add a bit of, you know, animation. Reminds me of a joke I saw on Facebook about make a comedy show about a bunch of CIA agents trying to take out Clark Kent and wondering why their assassination attempts always fail because they don't know that he's Superman. <laughs> he's just a he's a journalist who's digging too deep, and these CIA guys, the deep deep state dudes, be all like, "We need to take this guy out," and they can't take him out. And they're like, "What, what is what, why? Hey Jeff, I think we got us another Jerry Bruckheimer yeah, band. Yeah, well, there you go. That's so anyway, a possibility. Um, yeah. Let's see what else we got that we can get into before we get to Moon Knight. Uh, apparently, somebody is making cheese dice. Yes, I saw that. Like edible dice? I no, they're edible. No, no, they're not edible. They're just actual. They're they're, they're three. They're three dimensional, three D printed dice that look like cheese. Like well, like, that's like not cheese. all right. I'm not interested anymore. I thought maybe like for example, like if my dice pissed me off, I can eat one and I'm scared. Num. Roll no, another no, one. Screw this. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Although that would be that would be a very clever thing. Can you imagine making sugar dice and just for kicks? You get mad. You take one of your dice. You bite right through it. And people like, oh, I know a guy. Me. I know a guy who, when his dice were not happy, he uh-huh. had a hammer. He had a he hammer that he brought, brought, and he'd smash it in front of the other ones on the floor, on or right, right then and there. Wouldn't wouldn't it break right. damage the table? I don't know. He used to do oh, it. Okay. And then but he would it, sit there and he'd have it in a he'd have a little plastic baggie, and he oh he'd he'd he's like bagging like okay he put it in a bag and break it right okay. and he'd show right and then he'd show he'd show his other dice he's like this will happen to you if you fail me. <laughs> quite quite an expensive point. <laughs> dice, ain't, dice ain't that it, no dice aren't that yeah. expensive. Oh no dice, dice aren't, aren't that bad. you know yeah but. You know, so yeah, so there you go. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go down to Black Knight. Or let's see. Night. Florida Black Man Night. viewed Spider Man No Way Home 292 times for a total of 720 hours. That's nuts. Oh, thank you. <laughs> hey, you, you get people that used to go to the Rocky Horror Picture Show three, four hundred times back in the day. Yeah, well. Uh, let's see what else. Um, jazz bassist Charlie Not- Moffat died at 54. Yeah, he's worked with some of the greats. Yeah. Um, in important news, May 9th, May, May 19th, May 19th, 
Taco uh-huh. Bell is returning the Mexican pizza permanently on 519. Yes, I, I saw that. I saw that on the... Permanently yeah, returning. I had a friend of mine who was a really big fan of the Mexican pizza. He'll be happy. Well, I'll have to try the Mexican pizza, man. I've had it. So um, okay. And then the only other thing, two other things. Um, apparently, we are getting a season three of on Netflix of Love, Death, and Robots. Okay. Um, You've watched trailer, that, right, Jeff? Yeah, the trail season two wasn't good, but the tra- the trailer for season three is absolutely hysterical. It's up on the it's up on the Squares page. It's kind of fun. All right. Um, and I like what I'm seeing, so I'm I'm gonna give it a shot. And those episodes are really short. I mean, I want to say they're like 15 minutes long, tops. So, um, and then obviously uh, earlier today. We got our first uh, Thor Love and Thunder trailer today. It's hard to believe this was the first one. I mean, but yeah, this is our first trailer for Love and Thunder. And I've watched it like three times. I love it. I can't wait. It has the same vibe as Ragnarok. So Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. I really, I, again, I wasn't a fan of Ragnarok. I know. I, but I like I, Thor. No. He's my favorite out of the MCU. I like Thor. Yeah. He makes me feel Thor with big I, hammer. He makes my body feel funny. And we're um, going to get some am, Guardians in it, so I'm happy for it. Yeah, him. it looks like we're getting some Guardians. Yeah. And at least they'll have, hey, we'll look, see at the beginning, having him drop him off and uh, have him do his we thing. we get some sexy Natalie Portman? I'm, I'm all good for sexy Natalie Portman. Yeah. I'm, I'm all good for any time we get some yeah, extra and, Natalie and Portman looking. They've reassembled uh, Mjolnir. Yeah, but I'm all for sexy Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, sure. Like that scene in Attack of the Clones where she's got that one outfit on. Ba-boom, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, true. she's like, oh, well, Anakin, well, you know, you're like my protector, but uh, I'm just going to dress like this. <laughs> yeah, that one black outfit. Humana, humana, humana. Yeah, and then then like the one guy, the one monster rips the thing on the on the white. Oh, yeah, one. at the end of the and battle get, like, scene, we, at the we end, get the bare ma- yeah, we, we get the midriff. Yeah, for a while. it's yeah. like hello. Hey. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. You know, part of it is I hate to say it is is she's Jewish. I can take her home to mom. So that's the other part. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Yeah. So, but I, I'm thrilled about the guardians and battle. Korg. He looks like he's going to be hanging with Korg a lot more. Yeah. And uh, Hasbro Pulse just released the pictures of the case assortment for that wave. We're getting a new Star-Lord. We're getting uh, uh, the, the villain, Gore, G-O-R-R, is going to be the villain. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know who that is. I don't mean either. I had to look that up. And Korg is the Build-A-Figure for this wave. And I like the Ravager Thor outfit. It's like kind of like 80s. And, of course, uh, Sweet Child of Mine is in the... The sound, the the music for uh, this yeah, song, I, it, instead you know of Led really Zeppelin's, funny. you know, Im, uh, immigrant, the immigrant song, was kind of the theme for Ragnarok. Whereas this one looks like my sweet child of mine from Gun GNR. I I did right away. Somebody was like, "What's the significance of that?" I'm like, "Oh Jesus, really?" Hmm. About what's the significance of the music that they chose? It's like, oh, it's like yeah, it's all it's all what the gardens are all about. It's like, why did they choose that particular song? Oh, God. That, see, I mean, that's the stuff that's like, no thank you for fans. Mm. Seriously. Like, the Zapruder, like, 
going through. Do you, do you really need so that, a fan? Yeah, do we really you know, need the fans? When it comes to the musical content, you know, because it's a rockin' tune, good. man, and it fits the mood. It's a fucking rockin' tune, and fucking Marvel and DC feature rockin' fucking tunes. No, no, no DC. No, had not that DC. Te- had no, DC that on the DC. That. Don't now. They had that terrible. I remember when they had that terrible cover of "Come Together" at the end of Justice League. Oh God. Okay. Well, then uh, Marvel has rockin' fucking tunes. It's funny in the in, in the in the Whedon version, I really did like the opening with um, their version of Everybody Knows. Okay, I uh-huh. really did. I really did like that. I thought it was. Yeah, really it did good. set the mood. Yeah, you know, like I, yeah. like I said, I laughed because it's like there are things about the Whedon Justice League that I really really enjoyed, but I apparently was in the minority. Um. So let, I guess let's get to Moon Knight, which um, I'm curious your thoughts, Mike. Uh, finally, things are happening. And <clears throat> now this transgression that's occurred now that now they've they've gone to Cairo. So they have to mm-hmm. find find out where Herod is. That's that's Ethan Hawke's name is Herod. I think. Is his name. Yeah. Herod, yeah. Where Herod they are. They, now that he's got like the scarab. And now he's going to try and dig up the tomb of this other god, Egyptian god. And so he inherited the scarab? Herod. Oh, God, Ivan. Ivan, please, why? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyway, so... <laughs> train of thought. Just, train just, of thought just, out the just, window. Just say Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah Ethan Hawke. So Ethan Hawke is looking for the, the god and... So they're in Cairo, and Layla has decided to follow them because he went without them, and she's got a, her source with the fake passport and fake documents. <clears throat> so they meet up with Mark, not Stephen, in Cairo. But I like the cool part that like just he's in Egypt and Mark don't know shit about this Egyptology stuff and he needs Stephen to help this and sometimes Stephen intervenes and oh just the wrong times and that's that's a neat dynamic that we've we've seen form here between that because first episode was all about Mark and episode two we get to see a bit of that duel between no I'm not letting you you know where Stevens are like not letting you take over no I'm I'm staying right here. And, and now we got to see episode three, and we're like, oh, I need Steven. Like, all right. No, me club you. No, me club you. No, me club you. <laughs> yeah, it's getting to be like, <laughs> yeah, like that, sort of. So, yeah, but Oscar Isaac is doing a great job. I think he's carrying this show quite well. This Layla character, I don't know about if I care much about this Layla character. This Layla. This, yeah, I'm not that one. Not to, please, not the Layla. Clapton song. No. Not the clapping one. Um so a couple of things. One um a couple of things. I'm I'm pretty convinced <laughs> I'm pretty convinced that there's a third personality. Ooh. And the reason I'm convinced of that is there are a couple of blackout scenes where neither one of them knows what happened. Yeah, that might or, be a big or, reveal later on. Right, it's pretty, and, and in fairness, there are there is more than two personalities within within that the body entity. That uh, so, what's it? The gr- 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 who was the name of that? The, the god with the bird 
beak. Oh, Conchu. Uh, Conchu, yeah, that was yeah the the one. Yeah, I don't think it was him. I think that there was a. I think there's it's another. A, I think there's another entity in the. Ivan, did you body. watch uh, episode three of Moon Knight? No, I did not. Oh, okay, just wondering. Okay. No, but you said Concha, and I said Concha. Well, that's a little bread that's got sugar on top, and and, and you said Concha, right? Or no, Concha. Sorry. That's so you're, uh, yeah, that theory might be uh, true, and I, I, interesting how we came up with the idea that now that with with Mark uh, having uh, knowing well, all this Merc stuff. There's the one stuff. scene. There's the one scene where Mark's like, "What did you do, Steven? Steve's like, "I didn't do anything." Yeah, right. And the two of them are both like. Yeah, like, where he finds happened, out like 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 the dude drops dead, and Mark's right. all like, and all Mark... of a sudden they're in a cab or something weird. Right. Yeah. So I'm positive there's a third there's a third entity. That inside, inside Stephen's yeah. head, yeah. right? Um, because so Ethan, that. because because Harrod did mention that Ethan Hawks, he's like, must be terrible to have all these minds running around in there. So, and then so the other thing is, Egyptian gods are dumb. Yeah, Egyptian gods are dumb. <laughs> yeah, that was the scene well, where all these other avatars they meet in this. Secret temple that Conchu uh, opened so they can have this little like super secret society meeting, and they summoned Herod here, and Herod's are like, oh, "I didn't. It's not my fault. It's his fault. I'm not doing nothing." And so the gods are like, yeah, "Okay, you're you're all right." That Conchu, oh, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah, causing you some shenanigans your, again? So, and, and okay, by the way, Conchu's a dumbass your, too. Your, your, your yeah. hotel over there, Herod Hotel, you know, casino, Herod. That's Oh. <laughs> you rolled a dice and failed, Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. You, you rolled a one there. Go get the cheese yeah. dice. Go eat one. Go get, eat, it, eat your blue it. corn, I, Ivan. I, I, I'm doomed for 98 hit points. So they've they've threatened Conchu to encase him in stone, but they have to find out where exactly is this... Um, the 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 tomb of this one person who might know, and they they find out that the the sarcophagus is owned by this rich dude. So Layla and Mark go to this one dude, and he's the one who died actually just before this series was going to air. The the rich That's dude, they go, yeah, the rich dude that they go to, where he's on the horse. Yeah, that that, that dude passed away just after the. Um, and uh, Ivan, it's not the horse with no name. No, please, Ivan, Ivan, please stop. And we get to, uh, and they get to the, they find the little sheets with the stars on it and it has to be folded a certain way. And the guy's like, we need to get, you know, and she's all like, just give him a minute. And Mark's all like, I need Steven here. And he, they talk and Steven and Mark talk to each other in the reflections. I like that, uh, dynamic. Like he sees a reflection of himself and that's where Steven's talking to him. So. But so they get the map, but then they they figure out the map, but they don't know because these are stars from thousands of years ago. So once they elude that uh, situation, and Herrick shows up again, he seems to be showing up at all the crazy, wacky places. And we get a couple more he's fights. A really, he's a really and guy. It's, and right? I like, and it's cool that the that um, Mark's Moon Knight is like the hood. And Stevens Moon Knight is the guy in the proper suit. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that too. I all I know is Conchu has 
less diplomatic skills than Donald Trump. <laughs> and, 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 and that's not good. I know it's the not, art of the deal. It's not even that good. No, it's not. It's it's hor I mean it's like you are you know you're you you're a kill guy, him now. Right? <laughs> Dude, I just we're, we're working out here. Kill him now, don't we? <laughs> yeah. Every time he keeps saying here. Oh yeah, when when um, he's when Conchu speaks through Mark at the secret secret yeah. society meeting. Yeah, and so like, yeah, he's he's a jerk. He's a total jerk. I'm like, no. You're not helping. You're not helping. I know. That's why I was like yeah. sitting there. I'm like, really? Egyptian gods are dumb. Yes. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if I was like, if I was from, and the weird part is the guy who's the director made a whole big thing about how, that's the other thing. The guy who was the director made a whole big thing about how he is originally from Egypt and we're going to see the real Egypt, not like we see in these other movies where it's all stereotypes and all kinds of other garbage. And all this stuff like this, and and I gotta be honest, I didn't. I wasn't. Um, I don't know. I didn't feel like we really got anything spectacular in that regard, did we? Or just a chase scene <laughs> that seemed like yeah, in a city that I mean, seemed like Cairo. How we doing? Right. I mean, it's like it didn't feel nobody, very. Nobody, nobody breaks. Nobody breaks out into a song or nothing. I mean, there's no. No, I mean. But I mean, like they, the way he made it sounds like, oh, you're really gonna get to see the real Cairo, and I'm like, mm, look well, like we've still got Cairo. three more episodes. So, well, the other thing is too, it's like along those lines, he, you know, this guy, like this this person who's like supposed to be, bring some realism to it, it's like, okay, well, apparently you're making Egyptian gods seem dumb. I would think there's a lot of people gonna be pissed about this. Yeah. Um, that's just just me. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think they'll take kindly, you know, to somebody just <laughs> going on out and making a, a hypocrisy of the whole <laughs> situation with that, with that, you know. Well, like, it's, it's probably stupid. me and Mike both basically sitting there looking at me going, can't believe they're really going to be this dumb. Can't believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you, you know. You are the Christ, yes, the great Jesus Christ. Prove to me that you're divine. Change my world. Well, he's not even in this. No, Ivan, well, Jesus is not in Egypt. He's not even in this. I mean, that's not. No. No. Moses if you read that for no. me, then I'll let you go free. No, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're not sorry. Anyway. Doesn't seem like you're sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> So, so they've so Conchu is uh, he's decided to make the sacrifice to, to create another spectacle by he summoned the gods by creating a total eclipse, but now he's 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 gonna pull some shenanigans again because he has to change the stars so they could read the star chart using her <laughs> iPad and the way the map is folded properly by Stephen who knows all the Egyptology stuff. So they do the big they do the big spectacle thing where they move the stars back to when because uh, because Kunchu knows the days he knows every day he knows every night and he no, goes no. back turn he turns the stars back to the day and they find out exactly where they need to go and then oh yep the you've done it so then the gods are like nope the dumb gods be all like okay time to go and they've encased Kunchu in stone and. Now he's a tiki doll. Now he's a little statue you can buy at the gift yeah. shop that uh, Stephen's going to sell yeah. when he gets back yeah, to seriously. London. Yeah, seriously. It's funny you say that. He really is like the size of like, oh, this is a nice, this is a nice statue so I can buy at the, at, the, at the gift shop. Yeah. At the gift shop. Yeah. Is that the, is that the same tiki that uh, 
And Bobby Ward of Hawaii, when he went out, that you know he got cursed and everything, you know from. No, that's Haiti. Polynesian. It's not Egyptian. Oh, okay, that's right. That's the taboo not. idol. Probably that that same uh, uh, voodoo doll. Taboo had, idol. Uh, now yeah. that that would be a hell of a show, isn't it? That'd be like in Kentucky, right? Taboo idol. <laughs> right. Is that well, anyway. Um, it's okay. We're second cousins. Yeah. Our family tree is straight. Yeah. Half the family tree don't branch. So with three episodes down, three to go, I'm still in. I'm I'm just in for the ride. I don't know. I don't feel as invested as I did in, say, either Winter Soldier and Falcon or even Loki. I just I'm just here for the ride to see where it goes. But the fact that they've yeah, not—I I know really, they've—they've they've dropped some Easter eggs. I think they—they they brought up the, the GRC, which was brought up in Falcon Winter Soldier, and some other little things that. But there, there's no real connection to, what everything else is going on right now. With I, I don't need a connection. No? I just the problem I'm continuing to have is, is at some point, some of these characters have to be likable. And yeah, you can't can't hate them all. (laughs) Well, I mean, like Mark, you know, Mark comes off as a total dick in this episode. Yeah, but he's got secrets that he's keeping from Layla. Right. To probably to protect her. Right. But the point being is he doesn't come off well in this. And Stephen and they now they're their failed marriage. And then Stephen comes out and Stephen is obviously crushing hard on her. So, yeah, great. We're gonna have we're gonna have the, the multiple personality love. Triangle. Yeah, there's the Drake there meme where she looks at both pictures of Oscar Isaac, where she hates it and likes it. <laughs> um, okay, but you know the the point being is there's just there's there's I just felt like they kind of lost me on the third episode, and 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 I wish. It was a little bit better. I'll, I'll cut them some slack. You know, I'm probably going to watch because I want to see where this goes. But, yeah, I don't, you know, I have a feeling that like, it's funny, like, because there are certain people who are like, oh, which Marvel shows are going to come back and have a season two? And I have a feeling like this is supposed to be one of those shows. And yeah, I, I heard I heard that uh, Hawkeye's not getting a second season. That doesn't shock me, though. Yeah. That doesn't shock me, and and the reason it doesn't shock me is, is it really felt like it was a it was kind of a destination to a bridge for other characters. If you understand what well, I mean. Well, yeah, some people calling it a bait and switch because we thought we were going to get Clint, but we got Kate instead. Well, we did get him. I mean, we got him, we got her, and then we got Echo, and we're going to get and we have an Echo series that's coming. You know, we have an Echo series that's coming. There's no reason to believe that we might not get a Kate Bishop Hawkeye series. Um, so, But they said that we're not going to get a second season of Hawkeye, so who knows? Yeah, that doesn't mean that they're not going to call it Kate Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> or something other than... Or, yeah. or that she's not going to show up in something else. I, I mean, that's... You know, I, I, I would imagine that's, that's that we'll see some of these characters <laughs> in, other, in other places and faces. And... So I'm not worried about that. It's the, you know, we'll see. Yeah, Again, well, some we'll, of these shows, it makes sense that they're not getting a season two. 
Yeah, maybe by the uh, end of the year we'll hear whether or not we're going to get a sec a season two of uh, of of Moon Knight. I would think it's one of the ones that should be getting a second season because there's no way this is connecting anytime soon with the MCU, and you're going to have to do other seasons to go beyond this. And I don't know if it's got. I'll be honest, I don't know if it's it. It could go like. Three or four seasons, it, it, and probably it could, go, it could go either way. No, I, I legitimately think it could go three to four seasons, and still, in the end, not connect to the full-on Marvel universe, the full-on MCU. Because I don't know that it. Because all the other again, shows obviously have you know are either resulted in or are going to cause some shenanigans in the MCU, whereas this one is completely isolated. And it sounds like it's just a one-off then what you guys are describing. No, I, I think there's, I think there's a plan. I mean, and there's a reason they've, they've put this character out there and there are multiple reasons for it. Well, but... yeah, well, I, I mean, do you think, you know, maybe one of them is just testing the waters with this character? Could be. It's like my buddy, Matt, the only Moon Knight comic he's read, he's read is the crossover with him and Punisher. Well, like I said, I mean, every Moon Knight comic I've ever read yeah, has been a crossover. Him has been, has been. Oh, he's hanging out with Spider Man, right? Or he's hanging out with Daredevil, or which, which means know, he doesn't have a standalone situation. So it just don't well, be. Well, he's, he's there. That's what they're build. They're doing is they're building it here, I mean, right? So, from whole cloth. Know, so every, you know, so you know, he's going from you know. Uh, the person that crossovers and they're trying to build him into his own entity and rather than that, they're going to bring him back into the MCU, you know, through maybe, or maybe like I said, like I said earlier, uh, are they just going ahead and just testing the waters with this character to see if he can hold his own? I don't think they're, they're, they're putting tens of millions of dollars into the series to test the waters. Well, you know, I mean, if uh, any, if we're going to talk about anything like, Stranger things if we're going to talk anything about if we're going if we're going to talk about something like this, I think the one that I keep hearing things about where there are concerns is ironically the one that I'm most interested in is I keep hearing there's trouble with She-Hulk and mm. that they're having trouble with certain things on set or they're having trouble getting it to work. And the irony is of all of the series that they've announced this should be one of the characters that in the future you want to build around. And I'm under the impression they're having real trouble getting this thing landed where they need it to land. Now we'll see where it goes. Yeah. We know they've had trouble with Miss Marvel because they changed her powers Uh, instead of having just the elongating skills as being like a mutant power. They gave her these like, uh, bracelets or something to give her her powers. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, yeah, well, don't you think that that's kind of a snap-off from Wonder Woman? No. The whole bracelet thing? No. Yeah. It's a different thing with It's Wonder a Woman. different animal. Wonder, Wonder Woman's fists does. don't grow large and oh. to punch people and stretch oh, the stretchy God. limbs Yeah, or there's, there's the one picture. Oh, okay, so he's... Oh, okay, okay. Well, okay. I mean, you've seen the one picture of where I have that picture with the girl who has the giant fist that's hitting me in the face from the... Oh, the, the yeah, science industry exhibit. That's that character. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, uh, that's Kamala Khan. Yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, we'll. I'm still in on Moon Knight, so we'll see where it goes. We'll talk about it next week. And Moon yeah, Knight no, is like I said, where? Um, the only other thing of note, I, obviously, we're what three weeks out from from the Doctor Strange two. Yeah, two weeks from Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, the that only other thing I good. got, the only other thing of note. Um, I know you didn't watch it, but Flight Attendant Season 2 wheels up uh, this week. Uh, that was with uh, Kaylee Kuko? Yeah. Right. I want to say it's Thursday. All right. And that's that starts Season 2. And usually what HBO has been, HBO Max and HBO have been doing is they'll drop the first three episodes and then they'll go weekly. So I expect that we'll get the first three episodes of um, Flight 10 Season 2, and it'll come out weekly. But, um, oh, I'm sorry, I did see one other thing. I did watch that Julia thing, the, the other, um, for the Julia Child thing. Yeah, you talked HBO about Mac. that last week, about the Julia Child, so. It's, yeah, how, how was you know, that? that's that's a really, I gotta tell you, good show. Okay, good. Great show. Definitely fun, interesting, um, well acted, worth watching, if you've got HBO Max. But yeah, Flight Attendant Season 2 wheels up um, this week. And then next week, uh, we get the final seven episodes of Ozark. Oh. It's all going to um, drop on, at once? On, on, no, I, Ozark's the 29th. Okay. So we've got a couple of weeks. So it's the week before um, Multiverse of Madness or whatever the heck it is. Right. And they're dropping seven episodes, so... Okay, guys, what are we doing this weekend? Or what are we doing, you know, I got to work this weekend. I got a contest on Friday. Hey, good luck. Hey, good luck. Is there going to be another live uh, venue? Uh, Virtual. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be over at uh, Logan Arcade this Sunday. And, uh, yeah, I did go for Easter. I was spent Easter home with my family, so... Uh, yeah, so I will be there this coming Sunday. That's right. So uh, come on over, 2410 West Fullerton in Chicago for 3 to 7. That's right. And uh, keep your eye on uh, Facebook and Instagram for what's going to be happening on the poster for Logan Arcade. So, yes, I hope to see you there. Uh, and uh, then I'll be going on vacation the week after. Uh, oh, so, yeah. I hope you're. I'm glad to know your boss gave you all that time off. That's great. <laughs> so all I can say is, uh, yeah, with with all this said done, yeah, just looking forward to getting away. And uh, we're, you know, I think we're leaving. I think we're leaving on Monday. So I don't think I'll be with you guys next Monday. So, but I will catch up with you in May. Okay. Good. Well, okay, uh, so you're not here for the next two episodes. Or the next episode. Not I mean I'll be I'll be uh, here for uh the Sunday the Sunday after this the let me see. That's the twenty well the next week well it'll be the twenty fifth. You'll be gone okay. next Monday. So you'll be here right. May second. Right. Okay. All right then. 
Okay, then. So that's that's route, Heidi. Where do you they find us, Mike? We're on Instagram and Twitter at SOTRT Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, the Squares Roundtable Podcast Facebook page, where you have these articles, the geeky articles and the funny articles and the memes and stuff. But more saucy, more adult stuff memes. We go to the Jive and Ivan's Vibe Tribe Facebook page. That one's a little saucy. Uh, Ivan is everywhere at. Uh, he's on Twitch at Java and Ivan. And like you said, it was your email was Java and Ivan at uh, Gmail dot com. And uh, Jeff is everywhere at Dynamite Productions. Download the show on usual podcast hosting places like Google and Apple and Spotify and Breaker and Anchor. Anchor dot FM slash SOTRT. Email us at SOTRT podcast at Gmail dot com. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us here on the Squares of the Round Table podcast. Kill him, Mark. Don't let him escape. <laughs> Kikonju, God, why you gotta be such a jerk? Ah. <laughs>